Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Wherever you want to listen to your podcast, Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, we highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines. Coming at you on December 12th, 2019. 12-12-19. The MLB hot stove. It's been heating up, Ty. It's sizzling. It's still going to heat up while we're recording. And uh, maybe there's going to be some breaking news during the show. Either way, we're going to talk about the signings that did happen. Signings that we think will happen. And uh, the future of our teams going forward. First, we're going to start with some a quick NFL recap. Usually most of the show during the NFL season is uh, NFL dominated. A little less NFL today. So if you're an NFL hater... You're going to be happy with this episode. Just, just a quick touch on it. And then we're continuing our decades movie list that we're doing in the whole month of December. Last week, we did the 10 funniest movies of the decade. This week, we're bringing you the 10 best animated movies of the decade, Ty. Last week was contentious. I think it's going to be very similar this week. And then uh, finally, Tyler said he saw three new movies this week that he just wanted to briefly talk about. Three. Not one. Not two. Not four. Three great movies. Let's get into the show. 
I don't feel so good. Hulk! Smash! Hey, look up. You can put it on the board. Yes! Okay, so we teased the hot stove getting even hotter. In the break between recording the intro and recording this, Anthony Rendon is officially a Los Angeles angel, Tyler. Seven years, 245 million. You heard it here first, a day late, first reported by John Heyman. How are you feeling, Ty? We might be the first podcast to say this. Probably. It's just not going to post until much later. Not much later, next morning. But, well, I we I were going to... I think we may have broke the news for podcasts. We, <laughs> we were going to start with football, but we'll just start with baseball then, since it's uh, topical. How are you feeling? Rendon to the Angels. Feeling pretty good, Jay. Uh, I believe I told you they had, like, the two position players with the best war over the past three seasons. Well, now they do, yes. Ren- well, I'm saying... Rendon and Trout, endless. I don't remember <laughs> what it was. There's some qualification to it. Yeah, man, that's uh, I'm happy for you. How are you feeling, Jay? Because Dodgers were in talks for two big time free agents. Have lost two big time free agents. I'm more, I'm more sad. Well, I'm not even sad. Uh, Cole was the one I wanted more. Rendon, I never really wanted. I remember telling you too, like we have a full infield. We don't need an infielder. We don't you know? need him. So I'm, I'm happy for you. I'm happy for me. I'm a little upset that the Angels might be a good team, but I'm happy for you. <laughs> it's wild, man. But then again, when Very does an Angels signing go right? <laughs> so with that, it could be a terrible fucking pickup, and he could be garbage and just be an Albert Pujols, Josh Hamilton. The Angels curse. <laughs> again, we still have not got anyone to pitch. It does not matter if we score eight runs a game when we let up 12. Yeah, so that's the uh, so the deal, seven years, $245 million. Longer than everyone expected because Rendon said in the World Series that they were talking about Howie Kendrick. He's 36, still playing at a high level. He said, when I'm 36, I hope I'm not playing baseball. I guess that was just a joke. So I mean, if he's getting paid to do it. Yeah, but I, I just figured he would go short term. I thought he'd do like a five-year 200 mil or something, like 40 mil a year, but and I mean, short term. You can make these contracts and still retire, can't you? But you don't get paid. Well, yeah. But if he's like, hey, I'm done. <laughs> fuck it you get all your um, money at the beginning of the contract yeah but he would still have two years of salary but yeah i get what you're saying so, so 30, whenever he's done he can just be done 35 mil a year tyler that puts the angels payroll up to after estimated arbitration numbers from spot rack which is usually pretty spot on 127 plus 35 that puts you right up at 162 i believe 127 plus 35 162 so I took a look at the Angels' payroll the last like decade, and as far back as SpotRack went, and then payrolls were even less earlier. So this, I'm sure they didn't cross it before, but they never got over 175 mil. That seems to be, and last year that's all we heard about, like why they didn't pursue Keiko is because they had a self-imposed budget. So if they do have that self-imposed budget, that means they have 13 million to spend, um, or they could just say fuck the budget and butt up to the luxury taxes. They got about 46 million. Left, I said 162, so yeah, like 46 million under the luxury tax. That's plenty of spending money. Yeah, and then luxury tax, you can even go over that. It's just you get fined if you do, so it's not even like you can't go over it. Artie Moreno said he's all in this year, quote-unquote, all in. All in? All in. There's no way he's going over the luxury tax, but 40 million, that's plenty to get a couple arms. After you guys sign Rendon, what I see happening now is I, I see a Corey Kluber trade. I really do. I'm fine. I really that. see it. Kluber I, I, is a good veteran pitcher to get in our rotation. I think we got some young guys who are going to be in there next year with Griffin Canning. You guys got to free something up because I still feel like you're two arms away. I feel like Kluber will help, and if I feel like 
with Kluber, you're giving yourself a chance to be a playoff team if everyone stays healthy and everyone like performs how they should. But with just one addition, you're still one injury away from being fucked. I think it's that or Otani focuses on pitching. He pitches every fifth day. Yeah, he doesn't even hit. You don't need him as much now with uh, Rendon. Well, I mean, he can hit. I mean, Joe Madden will find a way to get him at bats, maybe pinch hit him every here and there. Yeah. But before it was he pitched once a week. Yeah. Once every seven days he pitched, no matter how many games or whatever. Yeah. I think if we keep him in the rotation five, you know, every fifth game and then give him some, you know, pitch hitting at bats or. Why don't they just sacrifice the DH in the games he plays? I'm once Just you, because once you, you go to the bullpen. Yeah. Which, I mean, it might be worth it. Can you, okay, is is there a way, though, to, I mean, with, like, that's when you just become an NL ball club and you start using, like, double switches and stuff, and then I you mean, can finally get used to the NL style of play that I love so much. Joe Madden has said that he loves David Fletcher, who was our third baseman. Second baseman now? Right now? I don't know if Tommy Lestella oh, no, is coming Lestella. back. So he's, he's like the, he's so the infield have, utility guy. We will have a player on the bench who's a good hitter. He's the Kike. We can make it work, guy. for sure. Tyler, as an American League baseball fan, do you even know how a double switch works? Yes. It's confusing, but I've seen it happen. I used to play MLB The Show, Jay. <laughs> Is that the only reason why? Yes. <laughs> Pretty much you just switch the... you. It, well, I don't have to explain it to you if you know. But It's for like lineup purposes, isn't it? Yeah, so, so like you put a pitcher in right field, and then you put a right fielder on the mound, technically. Yeah, so when you double switch, let's say the, let's say the, the eight spot is due up next inning but you want the pitcher to throw two innings, you double switch, and then the guy who's hitting seventh, you take him out, put someone in off the bench, but that becomes the new pitcher spot because the pitcher spot is technically going into left field, and then the position player is going to the mound, but then they're technically you swapping. Do a defensive switch. Pretty much, yeah. I fucks with my head. I don't like it. Maybe you'll do that with some Otani. Or we just we just get Ryu and trade for Keiko. Trade for Kluber? Kluber. Or sign, sign Keiko. How about sign Keiko trade for Kluber? Two Ks. Sign Keiko, trade for Kluber, sign Ryu. That's a lot. Fuck of money. the luxury tax. No, All in. I honestly think uh, Ryu's going to be a Dodger tie. I honestly, I like, yeah. I don't see him leaving LA. Now. I wouldn't be surprised with that. I don't mind Mad Bum. We could go after Mad Bum because I don't see him being a Dodger at all. That'd be interesting. I don't see him being a Dodger just because of, uh, not because of the rivalry, but just because I think Ryu's just a better fit all altogether for the Dodgers. It is interesting though. I'm looking at your payroll with. Um, Garrett Cole, or not Garrett Cole with Anthony Rendon now. You guys have five players, only five players who aren't in arbitration, and they're taking up like a shit ton of the percentage of the payroll. Trout, Pujols, Upton, Upton and Simmons. Who's making fifteen mil? Plus, um, Rendon now who's making thirty five. I don't know what Otani makes. I don't know. That was weird since he oh, was pre arbitration. So I guess I don't know how those work. Yeah, I don't know, because apparently last year he only made 650000 What? That doesn't seem right. But I think he got, like, a giant signing bonus. Yeah, something like that, where it doesn't affect the salary cap. So. Yeah. It was, like, $15 million signing bonus or something. I'm happy for you, though, Ty. I I'm, I feel good. I'm very happy. They still need pitching. Still need pitching. Again, nothing's going to happen unless we can get people to fucking throw the baseball. Um, and, yeah, we got young guys who can fill in, and, yeah, we have Otani coming back. We still need pitching. Angels are a bit of a surprise, though. I that, They came out of nowhere. They weren't even in on Rendon, like, the entire time. Again, I, I had zero prediction. They, they were like, them. we lost Cole, and let's just go get the next best guy kind of thing. Because they, well, the Angels know, too. They know that the even if they do get a Kluber, even if they do get a Ryu, even if that's not a Garrett Cole. 
So they know even if they get those pitchers, they probably do need to bolster the offense a little bit because, you know what I mean? You're not getting the the ace. So And I also feel like with our owner coming out and saying we're all in, we're going after Cole, and then not getting him, it was like a, <laughs> well, shit, what do we do now? <laughs> yeah, save face a little bit. Yeah, and so he's like, well, I kind of said I was all in, so I guess we're going to pay <laughs> this guy. Which, um, fuck it. It doesn't restrict uh, my Dodgers prediction, though. I predicted what the Dodgers would do, I think, after Strasburg signed. I don't remember when I predicted it. I predicted Blake Trinan, which happened today. Kind of got trumped by the Rendon news. But uh, Blake Trinan's a Dodger, one-year, $10 million. I like that signing. I think Ryu's going to re-sign. And I think, um, I think the Dodgers trade for Mookie Betts. Mm. That's, what I'm, that's what I'm praying <laughs> for. Out of all the trades that, you know, the Lindor trade – Arenado now is even in like a there's speculation about him being traded to the Dodgers. That'd be wild if he got traded after that giant fucking extension they gave him. Oh yeah, um, but I think Mookie Betts is the one that makes the most sense, and I would do it all the time. I would love me some Mookie in the outfield. I mean, I know he regressed last year and wasn't prime Mookie. He's still a Gold Glover, and dude's a Gold Glover and has the potential like to be an absolutely elite offensive fucking threat. Well, yeah, and he's he's young. If any, we've seen time and time again when these young guys, when older guys regress, you kind of take it more seriously, you know. But he can. There's a difference between regression and having a down year, and I think it was a down I mean, year for him. He still, yeah, still hit 295, so it's not like you know. Yeah, but I mean, this is a guy we were saying he was fucking out hitting trout. Yeah, he hit 346 the year before. It's a fucking monster. But like Bellinger is a perfect example. I I thought Bellinger was. I thought he hit his peak in his rookie year. I thought he was just going to be like another power hitting guy who never <laughs> pans out. But had a bad sophomore year, you know, and then you rebound. So, Seager, I mean, bad year. He could easily rebound. So, yeah, Betts still had a 915 OPS, 295 average, 29 bombs, 80 RBIs, and that's a down year. I will take that as a down year any day of the week. Jason? Yeah? This account just tweeted out four minutes ago. Sports with two Zs. Tweets with two Zs. <laughs> okay. I'm just I'm giving them credit where credit's due. Mike Trout, Shohei Otani, Anthony Rendon, Joe Waddell, Justin Upton, Angleton Simmons. Okay. Fill in three other names. That's an elite fucking lineup right there. That is, is a terrifying Joe Adele ready, though? Joe Adele, I think I he is. I think he's been past double A, and he was hurt last year. He was hurt, and then he came back and was fucking electric. I don't know. A game I worked the Quakes, he struck out three times. I said, this is the guy Tyler's been you hyping know what? up. You know what? <laughs> that happens to the best of them. <laughs> we got Cole Calhoun. We did not re-sign him. Oh, he did play a little bit in triple A, so yeah. If Justin Upton can come back, Anderson Simmons can stay consistent. That is a deadly fucking lineup. I feel still feel like Joe Adele's a year away. I think he's going to come up, and he's going to make a nice little rookie of the year push. Okay. Gavin Lux and Joe Adele, rookie of the year show off. I'd be okay with it. That'd be fun. That'd be a fun L.A. battle right there. I thought the Dodgers – I feel like the Dodgers might get, like, a Josh Donaldson, too, honestly. I, I mean, read he's still on the table. Dave Roberts said that Gavin Lux is in the mix for the outfield. So that makes me think that they are targeting an infielder, and that was the first guy that the was tied to the Dodgers was Josh Donaldson. So, I mean, I think your competition at this point is the Rangers because yeah. they were going hard for Rendon, and then they backed off. So I'm sure they're going to be looking for another third baseman. We just need a right-handed bat. That's all we need. That's why I want Mookie. We just need a right-handed one right-handed bat. I don't care where he plays. Someone, I don't know. I think Mookie's probably your best bet. Don't overpay for him. I think but. he's the highest ceiling where he had a down year, so he's going to be – the cheapest for the most potential. Well, and he only has one year on his contract. So the Red Sox, yeah, they're going to get some top 100 prospects, but they're not going to get some insane And I think, honestly, return. even if you don't get him right now and no one signs him, he's prime Dodgers fucking uh, trade deadline. Oh, yeah. 
He's like a Machado from two years yeah, ago. Yeah, you guys love fucking making the big deals at the trade deadline. I can 100% see you getting Mookie for a deal and taking him to the playoffs with you. Which, honestly, for a team like the Dodgers, like so in some cases that is the smarter thing to do. Especially a team like the Dodgers who seems to always trade away prospects that they know aren't going to be as good after they trade them. Happens every time. Um, but if you can get Mookie, you know, if you let half the season play out and you figure out, okay, we need a right fielder. Okay, we do need that infielder. JT's regressing or whatever's happening. You know, Lux isn't as good as we thought, whatever. Then you can make a trade, you know, whether than rather than signing a guy now. You know, especially for a team like the Dodgers who doesn't have any obvious holes. This team won 106 games last year. Our four free agents are Ryu, who we're probably going to re-sign, at least I think. Uh, Rich Hill, who pitched like 60 innings, is probably going to retire. Russell Martin, who's just the veteran backup <laughs> catcher. And David Freeze, who retired. That's our four free agents this year. And people are acting like this team needs a complete overhaul just because they got, you know, stunned by the team that won the World Series. And they got stunned in the NLDS. You guys are still probably the most well-around team. Balance in the National League. I think I'm scared yes, of the no, Yankees. No, the National League for sure. I'm scared of the Yankees. Yankees are fucking amazing now with Cole. Yeah. I'm just a, hoping he regresses. I I hope he's... That's all you can hope for because they were fucking dominant last year when they were healthy. Yeah. I mean, they were still one of the best teams in the American League and they were just fucking injuries left and right. Oh, yeah. If that lineup's healthy and that rotation's healthy, Jesus Christ. Just imagine if John Carlo is an all-star, not even MVP, just an all-star, and Aaron Judge doesn't you know, do bad again. And then they got freaking Aaron Hicks, who's good. And then they got freaking Gio Urshela now. And then they got Glaber Torres. And then they got Andujar. And then they got... Even Gary Sanchez is a good Gary offensive Gary Sanchez. <sighs> that is a fucking terrifying team. And then now their rotation, they have Cole. They have Severino, who they missed all of last year, who was like their ace before. They have Tanaka now. They have... Well, not now, but... They still have him. J.A. Hop. Um, I don't know who their fifth pitcher is. They no. lost Potances. He's a free agent, unless he just goes back. <laughs> Either way, that they're team, winning the World Series next year. You heard it here first. I mean, we said that last year. <laughs> so <laughs> that we did. Um, I, I don't know, man. I'm happy for you, though, Ty. I am too, and I think it's funny. Um, I'm like, oh, that's a good deal for Rendon. I believe it's the same record-setting contract that Strasburg got. All right, it just kind of puts things in perspective. So you're saying, what would you rather have, Strasburg for that price or Rendon for that price? I know what my answer would be. Rendon. Me too. I think Strasburg... Even though the Angels need pitching, I think I would take Rendon. Yeah, I think Rendon's the more consistent player. I think Strasburg's kind of getting overpaid. Strasburg is kind of overhyped. I will I will die on that hill. I will die on that hill every day of the week. Strasburg is a really good pitcher. He's an all-star. But people acting like he's like a top five pitcher, like... I don't know. Are we just watching different baseball? Question. Yes. Because people acting like he's a top five pitcher. He was voted a top five pitcher. Oh, in the all MLB, MLB teams. MLB first That's team. a fucking joke. Top five. It's a joke. Now, do we count playoffs? No. They, they said in that vote, like if you looked at the website, it said only supposed to be meant for the regular season. Okay. Because I can understand Scherzer and Strasburg making it for playoffs. Yeah. Because they were fucking, you know, World Series champion. Strasburg was electric in the playoffs. Regular season, he is not a top five pitcher. I don't even think he was a top ten pitcher. He was borderline top ten yeah. pitcher. I think we did it, and I think he was like maybe seven or eight, you know, seven. I to think 10 I had range. him on like ninth or tenth. Yeah, I mean, he he was good. He had a three three two hundred fifty strikeouts. He was consistent for like the first time in his career. <laughs> just kidding. Pitched two hundred nine innings, but yeah, he wasn't better than Ryu, which is just a fucking joke. But that's just his name. The thing with Strasburg is he was the wonder kid coming out of, you know, when he was brought up. He was 1-1, wasn't he? 
Yeah, he was one one. It's bright. It's the Bryce Harper thing, and it's it's funny that it's the same team that Harper was drafted to. You know, he was hyped when he came up. He was good. He you know he lived up to the hype in some regard, and you know so he's always going to be a little bit overvalued. And as long as he continues, and then he had that insane postseason run, which is worth something, but. Yeah, I, don't I think know if, it's if worth you, as much as he's getting paid. I think if the voting and everything is worth that postseason run, then okay. I mean, that was fucking insane. Yeah, but I don't think the contract's worth it. I don't think he's a good enough regular season pitcher for that much money. I mean, but pitching is such a premium that people just overpay for it. You know, I think it's fucking insane the contracts that we've had the past two years. Because before that, like, yeah, there was big contracts, but it's not like we had a bunch of record-setting left and right. Just, yeah, We've had, guys. like, six record-setting contracts the past two years. Well, not to shit on the baseball players, too, but um, wasn't it last year when it took Harper and Machado forever to sign? They're like, the system's broken. We don't get paid as much as we should. And yeah. now <laughs> just Cole's out there. Everyone's throwing money at fucking Cole. Strasburg's making people money. want pitching, yeah. And then Rendon, you know, people wanted Rendon, and the Angels were just the ones that wanted more, you know, because they – uh. I guess we'd have to say face, but, <laughs> but no, Strasburg, he's, you know, the highest paid pitcher of all time, right? Well, besides, until Cole broke it, highest nationally paid pitcher of all time. He's only had an ERA under three once, unless you count. Oh no. Well, you can count his rookie year when he had 12 starts yeah, or his second year when he had five starts, but one year with an ERA under three, this was his first year since 2014 where he made at least 30 starts. Like, it is a big gamble, and he was fucking electric for you in the playoffs. So you want to bring him back. You count on that being a you know player who, if you make it to October baseball, he's going to be fucking lights out for you. Yeah. But I think his regular season numbers are iffy. He's 31. He's two months younger than Clayton Kershaw. That's the wildest thing. Could you imagine Clayton Kershaw getting that kind of contract right now with the conversation and everything? And Imagine the Dodgers extending Kershaw to that contract. I would... Do you know how much Dodger Twitter would flip the fuck out? Every Twitter. Kershaw had a better year than Strasburg last year. Yeah, he was hurt a little bit, and he didn't have the strikeouts. He had a better ERA. He was more consistent. They would flip the fuck out. Yeah, absolutely. I would flip out because I'm also flipping out about the Strasburg contract. <laughs> imagine if, okay, but imagine if prime Kershaw was a free agent in 2019. He'd be in a Never left contract. the Dodgers. Oh, yeah. He'd be in a $400 million Because he contract. debuted at like 18, so I think when we first signed him, he was like 26. Something like that. No, he didn't debut at 18. He debuted, debuted at like 20. What am I saying? Um, so, yeah, 26-year-old Kershaw after what he did, if he was on the market this year, yeah, it would have been a trout contract for sure. Easily. And then he would have went to a new team and fucked his back up and been a good pitcher but not worth that much money. I will say the one thing all of this is bringing to light, Mike Trout for that amount of money is an absolute fucking steal. <laughs> still, <laughs> I don't care if it's still he's making more money than anyone in baseball. That is an absolute fucking steal. <laughs> With the way contracts are going and how much decent players are getting overpaid. Yeah. We look, I guarantee. Trout gets hurt and ends his career. I guarantee three years from now, we're going to be having contracts right around Trout. That level of money. And there's no one who's going to be competing for the production he's going to give. Let's say Cody Bellinger has a run like Trout where until he becomes a free agent, he's consistently producing how he is this year. Always in the MVP discussion. You know, do you think he gets more than Trout just because yeah, of the way oh yeah. the market will go up? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think I would agree. But I don't think he's going to hit. I don't think he's going to be that stay at that level. Because, I mean, Trout, what is, I think his average annual value is $34.5 for Trout. 
Yeah. I Which you think... have to take into consideration is a long-ass fucking contract. Oh, yeah. To get that much for that long is a big deal. It's a really big deal. Compared to seven years to get that much, you know? Yeah, but then you look at Cole, who's a pitcher, who's been an all-star twice. Yes. And he's making more per year for eight years. Yeah. He's going to be... Because how old is Garrett Cole right now? Garrett Cole's young still. He's like 29, I think. Okay, so he's, on he's the right going to be 38, 37. I think he turned, so he's 29. He just turned 29. So, yeah, he'll be 37 when his contract expires. Or he'll just have turned 38 when his contract expires. That's great. That's a lot of fucking money. For I mean, it, it just, it depends, though, because it, it, it depends on the pitcher, and that's why teams spend more on pitchers. I think in Strasburg's case, I think, I think he's a little later in his career, and I think... I, I think with Strasburg, his you know his peak might be like a borderline Cy Young. I don't know. Cole, we know his peak is to win the Cy Young and to be absolutely dominant. You know, and he might be a guy who's like Scherzer and is great till he's thirty six, thirty seven, and then it's absolutely worth it. He might be a guy like he's Kershaw, where he's just so run down from the workload that by the time he's thirty one, he's still a good pitcher. He's still an all star, but he's not worth you know thirty seven million dollars. So I, I'm definitely not going to say that's a bad deal yet. <laughs> Yeah, it definitely has the potential to be, but it also could lead to multiple rings and him going down as a fucking Yankee Hall of Famer, earning his pinstripes. I think he already earned his pinstripes. <laughs> I think just signing that contract, he's earned his pinstripes. I will correct you. He's a three-time All Star tie. He was an All Star in 2015. Oh, was he? Yeah, that's fine. But that's the thing, Cole. I told you this over text. He reminds me of Scherzer when Scherzer signed his contract with the Nationals. I had this exact same feeling. I was like. Scherzer had two to three, like, he had, like, one insane year and then two good years, you know, but besides that, he was good, not great. I thought he wasn't going to be worth the money, and he was absolutely worth the money, so maybe that's why I took a hard stance the other way with Cole, where I'm like, okay, he's going to be insane. But Cole had that magic Houston air. That's the thing, yeah. That rejuvenates pitchers. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just so funny, because at the end of the 2017 season, he had a 4-2 ERA. You ask, like, Garrett Cole, he's not even a top 25 pitcher, you know. He's a young guy who has promise. So, yeah, I think you say three years. Three years ago, you say Garrett Cole's going to be making three hundred million dollars. People laugh. People laugh hysterically. <laughs> you know what this makes me feel good about though? Walker Bueller. Walker Bueller's already putting together pretty good numbers at his young age of twenty four years old. He could be a big player in the future. He could be like a. Did you guys extend him? No, he's only been in the league for two years, so we still have four more years of team control. That'd be good. He's going to get a Strasburg contract if he continues going as he should. That'll be real good. The biggest fucking thing out of all of this that has just, I think it's been trending the past like three days is DeGrom. What about like just. His contract's like $135 million. <laughs> He extended with the Mets for like $135 million, I think it is. Wow. And he is infinitely better than all of those fucking pitchers. Uh, Cole, I could. Cole and. Primed Cole, like not prime, but best Cole and DeGrom are, you know, I wouldn't say that DeGrom's necessarily better. He might be slightly better, but not much better. But yeah. But hey, that's his fault. He agreed to the contract beforehand. <laughs> it's bad. But the Mets, that is the steal of the fucking decade. With the way the contracts are trending yep. and everything, extending DeGrom to that small of a deal. You have five-year, $137 million contract. He's still making 32 a year? No, I did my math wrong. Never mind. Ignore me. He's making like 27, 26. Yeah. It's not even touching 30. And you're paying Strasburg and Cole 35 million. But in the long run, that might actually be better for DeGrom because DeGrom is only. DeGrom is 31? 
DeGrom is older than Kershaw, I think. Mm-hmm. I, we've talked about June this before. June 19th and then Kershaw. Oh, my God. DeGrom is older than Kershaw. No, we've talked about this before. Yeah. Oh, no. He's he's also only a few months younger than Kershaw. Wow. I, I, I forgot if we have talked. <laughs> okay. This puts me in my feels about Kershaw again, dude. Look at everything Clayton Kershaw has accomplished, and he's fucking two months older than Strasburg and DeGrom. If his... I mean, part of the reason he is run down is because he's accomplished so much. But if he wasn't so run down, if he was still, man, can you imagine if Kershaw had four more prime years left in him until he was 34? We'll, we'll say 2018 to three more years from now was all prime Kershaw. Like his resume would be probably, and if, if they ever won a World Series, <laughs> he would have like the greatest pitching resume of all, like all time. Because, yeah, there's like Cy Young and stuff, but that's when, you know, they were hitting baseballs with freaking toothpicks or something. I don't know. Those are funky to look at. But still, his run, dude. And that's, oh, man. There was a graphic or something. And it was like best ERA over the past 10 years because, you know, it was like a decade yeah. thing. And it was minimum 1,000 innings pitched or some shit like that. Kershaw was like .6 better than the next guy. Dude. And he is still younger than these pitchers. Well, two that months reviewing. older. He's two months older two- than both of them. Essentially the same age as these pitchers <laughs> who were like, oh, he's still young. He's still got a lot of years. It's just he's worn down, man. He's the same, but his body, he's got the body of like a 36-year-old. <laughs> he's baseball old. He doesn't throw, yeah, he doesn't throw hard anymore. And that's his thing is he doesn't throw hard anymore. He needs a changeup. That's what he needs. He just needs to be like a finesse pitcher. This is going to be great if we come back next year and he's just got like a fucking 1.80 RA. It's just Cy Young the game. reinvention of Kershaw. Yeah, he's just like, oh, I was just chilling out for a couple years. <laughs> I would love that, man. I just want him to have one good playoff run. Oh, no, I, I'm not talking about playoffs. I'm talking regular season. Wipe that stupid-ass narrative away, dude. He'll still have, like, a career 6 ERA in the playoffs. He's only he's at 4.43, all right? Yeah, but now you're getting old Kershaw all it takes, playoffs. All it takes is one good year where he, he pitches good and they win the World Series, and that narrative's gone. No. David Price. The narrative still still in the back of the mind of Price. I, Kershaw, the narrative no. has grown so much. He could have one good year, and there will still always be yeah. But he but finally. But then it's he got over the hump. Yeah, there'll be he got over the hump, <laughs> and that's but all like, that going matters. into the next year. It's always like eh, I'm not talking about next know. year. I'm just talking about when we look back on his career in 20 years. It'll be like yeah, he sucked, but he got over the hump. But he sucked for so fucking long. That's how Randy Johnson was, I believe. I remember that Ace of Spader guy always talks about played till he was like fucking 58 though. That's why Rand- Kershaw needs to be Randy Johnson. You were just saying he's baseball old. I know, but he needs he needs to <laughs> figure something out to be Randy Johnson is my point. No, yeah, Randy Johnson was terrible in the playoffs. And he actually never really was that good. He had one good run. <laughs> he had one one good year, 2001, when he won the World Series with the Diamondbacks. The rest was shit. And uh, Randy Johnson, no one talks about him being a bad postseason pitcher. <laughs> that is true. But that's because he won a ring and he had one good year. Randy Johnson. Once killed a bird with a pitch. (laughs) Never forget. (laughs) I will say out of all this hot stove and all the moves the Dodgers are and aren't doing, the one thing that I've taken away is that Dodger fans, I love y'all, but you just... I don't. I don't have to say I love y'all. Y'all are so fucking annoying. Oh, that was a little harsh. I hate it. I hate the, oh, my team won over 100 games and we're so far away and we need to sign every free agent and (laughs) shut the fuck up. You're fine. Yeah, You're I, a little drama mamas. I've seen legit tweets that are like, if we get Rendon and Cole, I'll consider it a win. <laughs> I'm just like, dude, what, what are you talking about? You set a franchise record in fucking wins. 
but the Just argument last year. the argument that you technically can't prove wrong is oh they haven't won at all yet me and you were talking off pod you go back to the Andrew beginning. Friedman is trending by the way that's the Dodgers president of baseball oh, operations my god I bet that's a great reason <laughs> I bet it's just nothing but praise. You go back to the beginning this time last year, and you sit down and you say, I could give you right now, trade the Nationals roster for the Dodgers roster. No one in their fucking mind makes that trade. Yeah. No one. Not a single Dodger fan is going to make that trade. Yeah. Everyone knows the Dodgers had the better roster. Everyone knows when it comes to the playoffs. It's the hot team. It's not the best team. It's what every team has the talent and gets hot. Yeah. That's all it is. The Nationals were not the best team last year. No. Not even close. Not even top five, really. Astros, Yankees, Dodgers. they pitching. They're I'd probably put them. Yeah, but they're starting pitching. But then they had Patrick Corbin out of the bullpen. I'd probably put them fourth. I'd prob- the Twins. I'd probably put them fifth. That's why I'm like. I'd put them fifth. I'll put them fourth because they won the World Series. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, just in terms of talent, probably like the fourth best team last year. That's what it takes is these. These front offices, you know, their job is to make the team good enough to be in a position to win the World Series. And for the last seven years, the last five of which have been under the Friedman front office, they have won the division, won it, you know, besides 2018 where it took game 163, won it pretty easily, been the favorites in Vegas, at least in the National League, at least I think five of those seven years. Like they're in the they're in the position to win. And once you get in that position, you Okay, yes, having Garrett Cole on paper, yes, Garrett Cole, having Garrett Cole would make give you more wins in the regular season. And in the playoffs, he could give you that one big game, but he could also fucking shit the bed. And you then he could mean? be stuck with that giant contract and fuck over your promising future. And that's even with Garrett Cole. They tried for Garrett Cole. The report was that these, they offered him an eight-year $300 million. And that's what, that's what I also don't get. It's like, you're going to blame the Dodgers, but... People don't realize these free agents, they, they're not just like, oh, this person, I mean, I guess maybe in Cole's case it was, oh, this team gave me the most money. The Dodgers don't know how much the Yankees are offering. You know, Scott Boris might be like, they're offering us this, and the Dodgers might be like, well, this is our final offer. It's all negotiating things. They don't know what if the Yankees are really offering that much. Yeah. The Dodgers are going to stand on their offer. These guys are humans, you know. If you look at the money, because Cole signed a nine-year 324, so an eight-year, three hundred actually pays him more per year. So yeah, he's not getting that extra three, that extra twenty-four mil, thirty-seven point five. So they offered him more money per year. So, but you're gonna say they're not trying and they're not trying to sign these guys, like just because Cole didn't want wanted to go to be a Yankee. So the reports were it's Yankees and Angels most of the time. Dodgers are on the outside looking in. It came out the Dodgers made a more aggressive offer than the Angels. Mm-hmm. Not only that, it also came out. That they didn't really give the Dodgers a chance to match that offer. They gave the Dodgers make an offer, and then Cole decided he wanted to go to the Yankees. All the reports were Cole wanted to go to the Yankees, yeah. and the Yankees gave him a good contract. Yeah. Like, That's what all the reports were. It wasn't that so they weren't aggressive enough. Fault. It wasn't yeah. that the Dodgers backed off. It was that Cole wanted to go to the Yankees, and the Yankees gave him the biggest contract. And Cole's really the first one that I'm actually like... Cole is the first one personally where I'm like, okay, he's worth the Dodgers giving that much money to. I'm still not upset that the Dodgers didn't sign him because, you know, newsflash, we're still going to have a top five pitching staff in baseball with or without him. Um, but, like, all the other guys, like Harper, like, he wasn't worth the money he got, you know. And I, I wanted him – if we would have got him on that five-year, $200 million, whatever we offered him, the short-term high salary deal, I would have been ecstatic. It's the long-term – because I don't want to be in the situation in four or five years when Bellinger's due for a contract and we have to trade him. Bryce Harper isn't producing anymore. Bryce Harper's con. 
it overlaps. So Harper's contract's going to end in two years, but we can't afford Bellinger for this one year, so we have to trade him. So then in two years, we're not going to have Harper or Bellinger, and then we're going to be a shitty team. Like, the job is to put your team, to expand your team's, you know, contention window. And from there, it's kind of just, it's luck. It really is. And I think you Shit, go back Garrett to... Cole didn't even win the fucking World Series this year. That's Sorry. True. I mean, he was stuck in the bullpen, <laughs> not being allowed to enter the game. <laughs> but, and when we go back to, like, giving the front office shit, not only have the Dodgers front office been fucking amazing, they're the best team in baseball front office-wise. You guys oh, have made yeah. exactly the right moves to set yourself up to be the best regular season team and still have one of the most promising futures out of all baseball. Oh, yeah. How every year our farm system, I mean, I criticized it when it happened, but they traded Yasiel Puig, Matt Kemp, who got released, Alex Wood, and fucking Kyle Farmer for two guys who are now in MLB Pipeline's top 100 because they had the scouting and they traded one year Puig for that. And not only that, you like, look at the team and the roster they had in order to do that. Bellinger's fucking great. Verdugo's promising. You oh, guys yeah. went out and signed AJ Pollock. Which every Dodger fan loved. Pollock was hurt, which this is why I didn't want to sign him. But then he was ex- exceptional in the second half of the season. And then just sucked in the le- five games in the playoffs. So everyone hates yeah, him again. Again, he got cold. It's yeah. whoever's hot in the playoffs. But you guys not only were set up to make that deal, to get rid of those players, to bring in prospects. You had the roster to back them up that was going to be better than them if yeah. you kept them. Yeah. Yeah. The front office is a nothing but fucking great things for the Dodgers, and that's what pisses me off. <laughs> I wish the Angels had the Dodgers front office. <laughs> I do. And it's just like, it's the narrative that they run the team like a small market team just because they don't spend big on every free agent contract. Like, that's not the way to run a team. Okay, there's a reason they're in their seat, and you're tweeting about it. I'm sorry, but that's the way it is. Not only that, too, if you guys were sitting here like, fuck, we don't really have that promising of a future fuck it let's go all in let's hit the luxury tax the thing is you guys still have a promising future why fuck yourself over now wait until it's coming down to okay it's now or never yeah go all in if that doesn't work then you can tank and rebuild Then you hit the reset button yeah but you guys are nowhere nick you know close to that yet dude we have a 24 year old i think that's how old cody bellinger is 24 year old mvp and people are acting like there's no one good on this team let's see how old is he a 24 he turns 25 in the middle of the season Walker yeah, Bueller, an up-and-coming fucking yeah. ace. A 25-year-old MVP finalist, third in MVP, or second, third, second, second or third, 25 years old, had a down year last year where he still hit 19 bombs, 87 RBIs with an 817 OPS. Led the league in doubles, Corey Seager. Ooh. We have a 24-year-old fucking all-star, got Cy Young votes last year, lit it up in the playoffs, like just fucking killed it in the playoffs this year and last year. Ice in his veins. We got that. We have the wonder kid, Julio Urias, who people are forgetting about, but like secretly had one of the best ERAs in baseball last year. He's still only 23. He's if... only like 12, right? <laughs> yeah, he's 12. <laughs> he's 23. He had a 2-4 ERA. Granted, he was out of the pen, but still a 2-4 ERA out of the pen. You know, if he's a 3-3 guy as your fucking fourth best pitcher, if they re-sign Ryu, like what is there to complain about? I'd take a 3-3 guy as our ace. <laughs> <laughs> you have fucking Gavin Lux, who I have, you know, bias towards, but who was just the minor league player of the year, just fucking hit like a over a one OPS in the minor leagues across two different levels. They have a fucking catcher who came up and hit like 19 home runs and fucking 50 games last year. Like, it's just, it's so bewildering to me why how people complain. And I just don't get it. I just don't get it, Ty. Dude, I fucking hate Dodger Twitter so much. I was going to say, oh... The big signings, people are like, oh, you know, the logic is 
they haven't made these big signings before and they haven't won it all before. So until they make the big signing, they're not going to win. It's just, it's something you technically can't prove wrong, but you also can't prove it right. But when is the big signing team won the world series? The nationals, they signed Corbin last year, who wasn't the biggest pitcher signing. He wasn't even the biggest signing period. He was a good middle. I mean, he was paid 140 million, but they paid him to be the three starter, you know, but he wasn't the massive signing. You know, that's like an AJ Pollock, you know, a middle of the road signing. Pollock didn't work out for us last year. Yeah, they signed Scherzer. That was years ago. And Scherzer really didn't – he was good in the playoffs, but he wasn't great. The Nationals didn't win this World Series because of Max Scherzer. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. They didn't win it in his prime. No. 2018, the Red Sox. Yeah, they got J.D. Martinez. J.D. Martinez wasn't getting any interest from fucking National League teams because he literally can't field. So it's not like the Dodgers were alone on that one. He got half of what people estimated him to get. They estimated him to get $200 million. He only got $110 million. He was going to American League team. And that still wasn't the biggest signing. You know, they had the trade for Chris Sale and David Price, both of which, you know, panned out years later. But again, trades. That's why I want Mookie Betts, not signings. Because um, trades, typically, you don't lock into that long-term deal. I think uh, Bryce David Price was actually signing. I'm wrong about that one. Houston Astros, they're completely homegrown. They traded for Verlander, which at the time was considered a bad trade. You know, wasn't the big trade of the thing, you know. Paid out for him in the long run, but it's not what it was viewed as when it happened. Cubs, they're all homegrown. You know, I don't even they their big signing was their big trade was Chapman or oldest Chapman, who, again, isn't a oldest Chapman is not Garrett Cole. He's not Bryce Harper. He's not Manny Machado. He's not these generational guys. He's, you know, someone from another team that you trade for. You sign, you know, to a mid a mid big contract. It's what you need. You don't get the biggest names just to get the biggest names. You get what you need. What happened with the Cubs also? Because right now they're in a position where they're going to have to trade Chris Bryant. They, they're not after they won him. the well, they signed Jason Hayward to a shit. Did Jason Hill Hayward fucked up contract? They signed Darvish to a huge deal. Mm, that was the other one I was forgetting. Um, so yeah, shit like that can happen where you Darvish looks lights out. You go and get him, sign him to a huge fucking contract. He fucks you. Yeah. Now you have to get rid of your young fucking elite player because you're not going to be able to keep him. And I will guarantee every day of the week, if the Dodgers win ten World Series or lose ten World Series, I would rather do it. With the homegrown guys, with the Bellinger, with the Seeger, and extend them. I'd rather them do it than fucking bring in these other guys. Maybe they pan out. Maybe they don't. Especially when you're in a situation like the Dodgers are in. I just that's just that's just how I feel. I don't know who Royals. They were homegrown. Giants. I'm pretty sure they were homegrown. That's going back like six years now. Dodgers are fine. Everyone, relax. <laughs> like moral of the story, Jay. They trade for Mookie Betts, so I'll be fucking happy. That's one of those things. I'm ha- I'll be happy if they do it, but I'm definitely not acting like the sky's falling if they don't. The moral of the story, Jay. The Angels lineup is fucking deadly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that shit is that shit is a thing of nightmares. <laughs> oh my god. You said that last year, all season long. I think you guys finished like 15th in all the metrics, like right around league average. I mean, when we heated up, though, we were fucking lights out <laughs> for that like eight game winning streak when you beat us and you swept us, and then. You just that was honestly the peak of your guys' season. It really was. I mean, we were fucking so electric right then. Beat the fucking hundred plus win Dodgers. Swept we're on a us. roll. Swept us, Ty. And then just fucking shit the bed. That was that was your World Series, man. And I'm happy. at least you got to see it in person. I did. I could see it in person. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful sight. Yeah, so <laughs> Tyler, can you guess? <laughs> So the Angels finished the freeway series sweep on July 24th. Okay. Let me count real quick. Don't look at me because I don't want you to see how much I'm counting. Staring you right in the eyes. Okay. Can you guess how many wins did the Angels have after 
beating the Dodgers was, from July 25th to the end of the season. I don't know how many games total. I mean, it's got to be here. Actually, I might be able to hold on, hold on, hold on. So after that win, you guys were 54 and 49. You guys were five games above 500. Oh, well, that tells you the answer because you know how many they finished the season with. I don't. I know it was our worst year on record, but I gave up like a month and a half left of the season. So 113. So you had 162 minus 113. You had 49 games left. How many do you think they won of those 49? Uh, 10. 18. It's a lot better than I thought. I wouldn't be 18 surprised if we had like three winning percentage. <laughs> 18 and- I'm telling I gave up so fast <laughs> after that. And I just wasn't watching because every alert was Angels lose. Angels lose. Angels lose. Mike Trout's hurt. Angels lose. <laughs> It's all right, man. They're they're on the up and up. On the up and up. We got a fucking deadly lineup. Anthony Rendon. I like the Rendon signing for you guys. He's not old, so hopefully he doesn't fucking have the Angels curse. And that goatee. <laughs> it's fucking beautiful. <laughs> yeah, he's only 29. So even if you get four or five great years out of him, it's worth it. You're goddamn right, Jay. We'll see. At what point do you hit <laughs> at what what point do you hit the panic button and be like, fuck, this is pull holes all over again? I'm like, going to be honest. If he's 20 games into the season, he hasn't hit a home run yet. Are you like, fuck, <laughs> this whole contract's going to I'm going to be suck. honest. That's not going to take very long with the Angels history. <laughs> he's going to strike out his first at bat. You're going to be I like, mean, shit. I, the panic button's already sitting on the table, <laughs> ready to go. He's going to fucking strike out his first at bat. And then you're just going to be like, fuck it, Anthony. You're going to have a jersey on. You're just going to rip it off. <laughs> <laughs> like his first at bat. I'm going to be sitting there with the lighter, ready to go. <laughs> oh, man. I don't think... You guys will be fine. I think 2019 might be his best year ever, but I think he'll be close for at least two, three more years. Which, again, if that's his best year ever, that doesn't mean he can't be elite. He had no, a fucking yeah. amazing year. That's what I'm saying. He'll be close. I think he could be a 3,100 guy for two, three years, which is good. That's all you need. Three. If you he's a 300 30, average, 3,100. 30, on the same team with Even Mike Trout? Even 2,500. 300 average, 2,500. That's all you need on the same team yeah. with Mike Trout. You get those guys back to back. Where's he batting the lineup, Jay? You're I don't know because you guys prediction. are fucking weird and bat Trout second, and I still don't agree with it. I yeah, think he's he easily going to hit third. third. With Madden in, you think? Do you think they'll hit? Oh, maybe. Trout third? or I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Trout goes back to leadoff with Madden. I think that's so stupid. I don't like it. No, I I don't know. I, I would say him second. Listella first. Right? Maybe, yeah. Listella first. Probably Trout second. I think if Joe Adele comes up and he's hitting good. I could see him because I know he's fairly quick taking over that leadoff spot. Who slugs better, Trout or Rendon? I think Trout does, I th- but he I, walks honestly, more, so I would that's put, why you bat him second. I would put Trout second, Rendon third, Upton fourth. Simmons um, fifth? Yeah, and that's with Otani out of the lineup. I think Otani Simmons. versus a right-hander, he goes four. Simmons fifth. Hey, and if you have you have two young lefties, assuming you don't trade them, Matt Thais and Jared Walsh, I believe his name is, we're both. They're not like top Walsh, 100 prospects. If we trade for a pitcher, Walsh will probably be gone. Oh, if I'm just saying, if one of those guys is half decent, platoon guy, that's not too bad to have. Yeah, no, I would love to keep him, but I think Joe Adele's untouchable. I believe Walsh is the next guy to go. Albert Pujols. What if he has a great year? Albert Pujols needs to. I don't know. I don't know what we're gonna do at first base. Albert Pujols. No, <laughs> he needs to be platooned with. Somebody else and only DH against left-handed pitching. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ty, but it's just so funny how quickly Pujols regressed as soon as he went to the Angels. 
Like his first year was good. He had 30 home runs, 105 RBIs, but he still had his worst OPS of his career. Like I think he was terrible in the playoffs right before. No, he had agency. three home runs in the World Series. He had three home runs in one game, I believe. And that was it. He was terrible leading up to the World Series. No, he was tie. He hit 350 in the NLDS, 478 in the NLCS. There's no way. And then 240 in the World Series with three home runs. Maybe that's what it was. He was just bad in the World Series. There were signs. Yeah, it's just... Well, okay, so he was good his first year. Not great. But then it was just... But he had 40 home runs in 2015? Yeah, that was when he was in the Home Run Derby. Oh, my God. He wasn't an all-star, but he's in the Home Run Derby. Holy fuck. How do you hit 40 home runs and your slugging percentage is still only like 480? Because he literally struck out or hit a home run. <laughs> it's very simple. He only had... Ty, he only had 72 strikeouts. I think he would just maybe ground out or... No, that is his biggest thing. That's the biggest issue I have with pools. It's not the strikeouts. It's not anything else. He's so fucking slow that if someone's on base in front of him and he doesn't get the ball in the air, it's two outs. Every fucking time, it's two outs. Guess what? He's such a liability. He has He's to the all-time leader. He grounded into double plays. No, that's not a surprise to me whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, I think he oh probably fucking... Just his last three years are more than the next best guy for his career. He is... The all-time leader. Jason, I watch it every day. This isn't a surprise to me. I'm telling you, he either gets a home run or hits into a fucking double play. He's grounded into 163 double plays as an angel. Honestly, now that we're talking about it, I wish he would strike out more. (laughs) Fucking strike out. Leave the guy on first base. Don't try and fucking move him over because it doesn't work. (laughs) You're too slow. The biggest speed on it will be the show is literally zero. It's got to be the worst. I know one of like David Ortiz's last year, it was zero, and I laughed yeah. at that. Yeah. That's fucking probably lightning compared to fucking Albert Pujols right now. <laughs> Dude, Albert, so there's like these guys who, when they play, like when they're older, they still kind of run quick. And like, I remember I'd always think of my dad when I was younger, like, dang, those guys are the age of my dad, but they seem so much younger. Pujols is one of those guys where it's like, He's younger than my dad, but he seems older than my dad. Big time. Like, he can still hit, but I, mean, <laughs> I think the, my dad's faster than Albert Pujols. The thing with Pujols is he's so fucking yoked in his prime, and he was athletic. So he had that fucking low batting stance, and he had fucking big-ass arms, and he was still flexible, and he just fucking got to the ball no matter where it was and drove the shit out of it. Yeah. He's not that anymore. He's <laughs> that, that big frame has some wear and tear on it. You're, we're talking fucking Clayton Kershaw's baseball old. Let's talk about Albert Pujols. <laughs> well, he's also 39, to be fair. He's also regular old, too. He's regular old, but that's like 60 in baseball years for him. Yeah. I, that's funny. <laughs> I Leads all-time leader in fucking grounded into double plays. He's going to hit 400 this year. He's at 395 for his career. Are they going to celebrate that like a 600 home run? They're going to save it? Honestly, I want Jay? you to be in attendance for that game, Tyler. Now, here's the thing. Will you celebrate it? <laughs> if he continues playing the way he is and he finishes a contract with us and maybe gets a veteran contract with another team after that or something, I would not be surprised if he finishes with more grounded into double plays than home runs. No. No, Ty. He's at 656 home runs. He's at he 395 was, grounded double plays. He was so good in his prime, and he is, I guarantee. No, he's still he grounded in double plays a lot in St. Louis, too. His actually biggest year in grounding into double plays was 2011 with St. Louis. There's 29. no fucking way. 29, yeah. There's no fucking way. 28 was second best with you guys. That's because our team sucks and we didn't have anyone on in front of him this year. <laughs> he's though. never done more than 30, so he's not going to have more home runs. More. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Dude, that's funny. 
You gotta be there. You gotta you gotta line it up and buy. When I'll have the poster too. I'll be the one guy with the sign <laughs> celebrating it. I'll make it on TV. I guarantee it, dude. <laughs> It'll be embarrassing as shit for him. All right, Ty. If he's sitting at three ninety nine and we're both free for like a weekend game, we gotta go with the girls and just go watch it and make signs and hope he fucking does it. I mean, ideally, I don't want this. To and it's happen. a cheap game. They're playing like the Orioles or something. I'm hoping. Maybe Trout gets injured. Maybe we aren't doing so hot, and we can just buy nosebleed seats on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and just be there all weekend waiting for it to happen. <laughs> like five bucks a ticket. Yeah. <laughs> With our signs and everything, dude. Oh, Jesus. All right, How Jay. long? Okay, I want to do this little game. I'm going to put it in my notes. I'm a, We're going to circle back to this when he does it. What's your guess? What game of the season does he get double play number 400? He's at 395 right now. And with the Angels, he has averaged... What is it? 163 divided by 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. Damn, he's been on your team for eight years. <laughs> so he averages 20 a year with the Angels. Which is probably up five more away. here recently. Probably closer to 30 a year the past couple years. No, he's actually it actually went down the last two years because he didn't play as much. Well, that makes sense. Per so, game, it's probably yeah. up. I mean, game... Game of the season, not his game. When do we play the Dodgers? <laughs> Because we usually play you right around the middle of the season. I don't know. Are you predicting when they play the Dodgers? It's going to happen against us? I think he could do it against the Dodgers. Let's see. I think he starts out, maybe gets an Our injury f- in spring training, doesn't start yeah, the season with training. us. We play you in like June. We play you guys. Dude, come on. Why are they being stupid? ESPN kind of sucks. not going to lie. First half, this is bad radio. Okay, ESPN's um, <laughs> whatever baseball schedule thing does not work. I'm going to figure this out, though. I think game 52. Okay. is No, it's not going to take him 52 games to get five double plays. He's going to get one every... I'll say 45. Game 45, whenever that is. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he knocks three out first game of the season. <laughs> All with Anthony Rendon on first base. And he's just oh like, fuck, what did I get myself into? Um, so 47, I said? I don't even remember what I said. Yeah. Uh, 45. We play you guys. Oh, 45. You guessed close to me. Our first game against you guys is July 10th. Is that right? That's probably late. Oh, yeah. We play in July and August this year. I know it's usually June or July. But it's usually so June and July yeah, this year. It's July and it August. So we will not do it against so the Dodgers. So 45 and 47. Because we usually go to a Dodger game, so there's a real Rules. chance of us being there for that. Double play. Now we just gotta, I just got to keep my eye on it. 45. I'll get like alerts. <laughs> Set up personalized alerts? Yes. That's what I'm going to watch. Every day I'm going to check the box score, see if you ground it into a double play. <laughs> All right. And before we wrap up baseball talk, because we've been talking about baseball for an hour now, um, the best signing, the, the best move the Angels made, you didn't even mention. The trade is Zach Cozart. That goes there. Jason, I gave up your you. first round pick, but gave up our first round pick from this year. I messaged you with a quote tweet and I said, I don't care if we sign Cole for 10 years, $20. <laughs> this will still be the best offseason move of the year. Traded your least favorite angel of all time, probably. Him or Vernon Wells? Oh, easily him. I was too young to really have hatred towards Vernon Wells. Cozart, by far. <laughs> I mean, the man went from an all star fucking shortstop to the statistically worst hitter in all of baseball. Yeah, he was, like, historically, historically bad. Yes. Like, record-setting bad. Yeah. From an all-star shortstop. <laughs> Fuck him. 
Oh, man, dude. That's when I was fine with Brad Ausmus getting the boot. It's very early in the season. We had bases loaded, and he pinch hit for Cat. It's fucking Zach Kozar. Oh, man. In two seasons with the Angels, Kozar hit 190 with a 557 OPS. Again, we paid for an all-star shortstop. <laughs> <laughs> All right, NFL tie. Uh, both our teams won last week. Nope. nope. Oh, that's right. Your team lost nope. and my team won. Is this the first time all year this has happened? <laughs> Good chance of that. <laughs> but you know what, Jay? I was fine with our loss. It's- it was the best game of the week. <laughs> there was zero defense to be seen. It's funny that uh, you're fine with your loss, and I'm actually upset about our win because I want us to have a better draft pick. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good game for the Saints. We didn't play yeah. defense for shit. Sheldon Rankins got hurt and is out for the year now, which really... Oh, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, season-ending surgery. Ouch. We signed someone. Ouch. But it's okay because we have depth there. Okay. I This talks about my ED player of the week, which is the entire Saints defense. Okay. I'm, uh, I'll take it. I'll take it on the chin. Allowed 48 points. Um, but you know what? Allowed the 49ers to march down the field to win it, to end the game. But you know what, Jay? George Kittle. Did you ever see that play? I did. It was embarrassing. Big time penalty at the end. Oh, dude. Marcus <laughs> Williams ripped his fucking... They said, I don't know what else to do. Give me this face mask. <laughs> <laughs> also could be on the 49ers, uh, quote unquote, elite defense. Oh, yeah. Their defense didn't look good either. 46 points. That's a good... Two spin zones. A, you scored forty six points on the 49ers defense. B, you can't be you what can't be. Well, no. Positive spin zones. B, you can't beat a good team twice. 49ers aren't going to beat you again. This is true. Can't beat the Saints twice. I mean, we played this good regular season. We make it to the playoffs. Jimmy D isn't fucking battle tested. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the Saints. I don't think the Saints defense is as bad as it was on, you know, Sunday. But I definitely do think. I, I think I, I told you this back in the day, too. I think the Saints got defense got a little bit overhyped with their few good games early in the year. So I think they're somewhere in between. I think we have an elite defensive line, an elite linebacker group when healthy. Yeah. Well, yeah, they were injured. That was a big reason. We have the worst fucking secondary in the history of football. <laughs> Marshawn Lattimore is either amazing or terrible. No in between. That's a coin flip. Yeah. Which I guess is good because he plays really good against good wide receivers and you figure that's who he's going to face in the playoffs. Yeah. Besides that, dude, our secondary can never fucking stop anything. They just seem slow. They're it just seems like slow I was watching... and they're... Did you watch the Saints game? I watched like three quarters of it. I watched it. almost the whole thing and like the 49ers just seem so much faster than you guys like in everything. And not only... They're just so fucking clumsy. <laughs> like the fucking was the 75 yard pass on the one play drive where they scored a touchdown yeah who's like running with him and he looks back trips over his own fucking foot and just falls well before that did you ever see how he snapped the guy off no oh so you never saw it. in the first level to get open on the safety he did like a out to in route you know like on madden where they like fake out and then they go in he did that and your guy literally fell <laughs> like he your guy i don't i didn't see who it was but he broke one way and then fucking fell back like freaking emmanuel sanders literally made him fall that's embarrassing <laughs> if it was basketball the whole team would be jumping off the bench yeah they didn't even talk about it on the replay either they were just like we're showing the route he's a like, good route running here i'm like how are they not talking about how he literally just snapped him <laughs> off like like that man is laying on the floor <laughs> it's embarrassing but yeah you guys are fine. Great I think. offense. Not only that, our offense looked really good to start the game. Two touchdown passes to Jared Cook. And then concussed? Concussion. Oh, I didn't agree with that either. 
So you get the penalty. You get one yard closer to the the goal line, and then you go for two. And that actually um, ended up hurting them in the end. Mathematically, Jason, everyone who's smart knows to go for two. No, here's... Okay, I want to explain something to you real quick. Well, I said I sound really condescending. I'm so sorry. I, I did say mathematically everyone who's smart goes for two, making you sound dumb. What I don't understand is, so if you're going to go for two there, why don't you just run the fucking Drew Brees, fucking stick the ball over the goal line? It's the most efficient play in football. That, liter- that and the Tom Brady quarterback sneak. Those things work every time. If you're you're taking one yard closer, and then they ran some like outside run to Taysom Hill, that if it would have worked from one yard... Also would have probably worked from two yards. It was one of those plays he was either going to get through the or he wasn't. The difference didn't matter. So if you're if the difference is what just made them go for two, and that's what I'm assuming it was because I don't think they go for two there without that penalty, then run something that you would run from the one-yard line. Only from the one-yard line. That's what I don't understand. So and it ended up biting him in the ass. And, yeah, hindsight's 50-50. And if they get that two-point conversion, you know, it would have ended up helping them in the end. I just don't understand the play calling. I don't – why – if that's the difference maker is the yardage, why are you going to run a play that – would have worked either way from one or two yards. Again, Jason, smart people go for two. 25% of the time, if you run two two-point conversions, you get zero points. 50% of the time, one point. 25% of the time, two points. So t- you mean four points. <laughs> I don't fucking Fuck that up. I got confused. I got lost in it. <laughs> I could see like a surge. It's like the NBA with three-pointers where mathematically it's smarter to go for two every time and they just go for two all the time. There's a breakdown of it. I could see it. But I just didn't understand the play calling and everything. I don't either. I mean, um, I was fine with it. It's uh, again, hindsight's twenty twenty. That was so early in the game. Yeah. Who would have fucking guessed we were looking at a forty eight forty six score in yeah. the fourth quarter? Like, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, but because because if they just let's say they just kick the extra point, whatever, and then that last touchdown they went because they went for two to go up by three because they were originally up one. They would have just been up by three anyways, right? Yeah, they would have been up by three anyways. It would have been forty eight forty five whatever it was. And then the Niners field goal would have just tied it. I mean, some would say that worked to our favor. We only need we only need three points. We're only down by two. No, if anything, that Jared Cook getting concussed pretty much lost you the game because if oh, convinced sure. Sean Payton to go for not only did you lose Cook, it convinced Sean Payton to go for two. He missed for two sure. and then ended up biting you in the ass. Not only later. that, he caught the first two receiving touchdowns in the first quarter. Who knows how much he fucking would have went off the rest of the game? Who knows? We could have dropped sixty on him if we had Cook. <laughs> though, did you see the fucking one where he got concussed though? Oh, yeah. That was one hell of a fucking play. <laughs> that was one of the most athletic catches I've seen all yeah. year, dude. He, like, dove backwards, spun, and they got lit the fuck up oh, and yeah, held he on to the ball. Yeah, he got lit up. Um, and then my team won. I was kind of upset about it. I wanted us to lose. But we do have a positive point differential. I believe it's plus 38. And I'm hoping we go 5-11 and 11 with a positive point differential. That would be awesome, Jay. That's what I'm rooting and for. I'm sorry you lost with, with a heavy heart. My sad will watch out for that guy. Austin <laughs> Eckler. He had a great game. 112 receiving, 101 rushing, one touchdown, average 12.6 yards per carry. Yeah, pretty damn good. He fucking went off. Chargers are fucking good. And I'm sorry. But he fucking went off. You got to watch out for him. (laughs) I think if anything, you trade him right now. Fuck no. Next year, run it back. I'm saying if you want to tank, you trade him now because he's too good to have on your team when you're trying to tank. The trade deadline's passed, all right? Ah, You're right. (laughs) If you play this season 100 times, there's probably 60 times the Chargers are a playoff team. Yeah. But oh, yeah. I'm fine with that. You know what they're going to fucking do, too, is they're going to fucking – I'm cussing a lot, but they piss me off because they're winning now. 
if they win out and they finish eight and eight, I'm going to be livid because that's exactly what they're going to do. They're going to somehow win out, be one game out of the playoff spot, and then everyone's going to be like, oh, Melvin Gordon didn't fumble. Oh, if they didn't do his pass interference. Oh, if they just didn't make one stupid mistake, they'd be a playoff team. That's what's going to happen. They're going to win out, be eight and eight, and it's going to be like, wow. What could have happened? So right now, Jay, I don't know if I've talked to you about it. I'm watching uh, the show Watchmen on HBO. I uh, know you have it. Fucking fantastic. One of the best shows I've ever watched. Okay. Legitimately. In Watchmen, it's like an alternate reality type thing because there's like superheroes or whatever. They helped us win the Vietnam War. It's like the 51st state. Mm-hmm. It's like different alternate reality type shit. Okay. In that world, the Chargers are Super Bowl champions this year. Because you just need that tiny little difference. And you guys are in the playoffs. When was this show made? It was this year. Like during the season? What? Like did they make it before the season? Like, or is it something they... I'm saying like... Oh, not, not actually, actually in this show. show. I'm saying in an alternate reality <laughs> with tiny little changes, the Chargers are Super Bowl champions. Yeah, but who cares? Totally not me. I mean, I can make like a two-minute clip of just plays that if they would have just slightly gone the Chargers away, you guys would have like a 10-win season. Yeah. Uh, my ED player of the I don't I already did my ED player of the week. My well watch out for that guy guy is uh, Drew Locke of the Denver Broncos. Big time game. I was also watching that game on the red zone. He's dude, he's pretty good. Like it wasn't one of those games where he just had like an empty stat, like he his stats were good, but it was kinda like a lot of yards after catch. Like he made some good throws. Three hundred nine yards, twenty two for twenty seven, three touchdowns. Denver Broncos are two and zero with them. They might have found their future at the quarterback position. Maybe. It was actually finally a smart quarterback that uh, John Elway drafted. Maybe. I mean, maybe. You know who else probably found the future of their team? Who? The Titans, Jason. Oh, my gosh. You've been saying it. Ryan Tannehill, man. I was on that train before, and you laughed at me. I did laugh at you. (laughs) And I think it was something like the past three games, he's done something that only Only Aaron Rodgers has, I think. I think 2011 when he won MVP. Yep. Only other quarterback to do that. In the history of football. Yeah. And Ryan Tannehill's going to get paid, and it is going to bite the fucking Texas, or Titans in the ass. Or whoever signs him. Yeah, watch the Chargers sign him. <laughs> oh, that'd be so great. I'd, I'd fucking love At it. that point, I would just buy in, buy a Tannehill jersey. Just be like, look. Commit to it? I know it's probably not going to work, but I'm just going to commit to it and just be Ryan Tannehill's biggest fan. I ride with him. I die with him. I'm, not, I'm going to die on this Tannehill hill. I will say Drew Locke. Is he the new best Drew quarterback in the NFL? No. Some would say. I think that answer is a lock. No. Who's your uh, ED player of the week, Ty? A man who sniffed the one seed and then gave it right back up by losing to the Rams, Russell Wilson. I saw him. I feel like he didn't – I feel like it was just an overall bad game for the Seahawks. I didn't want to single him out. It definitely was, but for a team who just got the one seed and then you go and lose to the fucking Rams, division rival – yeah. I loved the Rams in that game, too. I loved them in that game. I should have fucking you picked have, them Jay. on this podcast. I told my dad. I was like, Dad, if we get to Vegas quick enough, I want to load up on the Rams. You should have because that was just a quick recap. We don't need to dive into the, any other games. You want to talk about any of the other ones? <sighs> Not really. I don't care. We quick touch on them quickly. You should have put money on them, Jay. You were 0-2-1 last week. <laughs> oh, Not yeah, a we single, can touch on that. Not a single win for betting. Yeah. So I lost the um, Chargers. Yep. By winning, they won. That's unfortunate. So I lost that. Um, I lost the our head to head. No, our head to head. I tied. Head to head, we pushed. 
which really fucks up the standings for our graphics that I make. And I'm frustrated about that, but whatever. I just want to say, um, I texted you. Okay. At 12.15. Okay. Looks like I'm going to win the head-to-head. I, I remembered I did win one head-to-head in the Bucks cardinals game. 139. Colts blew a 14-point lead and I pushed. Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that after the fact, so I didn't get the, oh, shit, he's going to win. It was just hilarious. <laughs> made me so happy. Dude, they were up 14-0, and then Jameis even threw a pick, and they had the ball, four, or not 14-0, but they were up 14 points as three-point underdogs, and then they had the ball. I was like, there is no way this bet is losing with like nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. Your bet lost. And then they missed a field goal, and then Jameis went and did Jameis things, dude. Oh, my God. So we had a push. I didn't lose. It pushed. <laughs> had a push. It's just like blackjack. Push. Push isn't a loss. <laughs> you also had New York Jets minus five and a half. Twice this year I said, Jets will be the, the, the Dolphins. By Not only that, Le'Veon Bell. Bale. <laughs> Le'Veon Bell mm-hmm. ruled out. Bowled a 251 on Saturday night. Oh, I saw Didn't that story. Didn't play on Sunday. I saw that story. Um, that game was the game of field goals. The The Dolphins had seven field goals, the field goal kicker. Insane. And then the Jets had, I don't think as many, but they definitely had. I'm sure they had at least one. They had five, I think. Holy shit. No, three. They had three. Oh I'm my sorry. God damn. Still, 10 field goals in a game? That's a lot of points going through some uprights. People are saying kickers are, uh, kickers are dead. <laughs> Not in this game. Not in this game. I fucking suck at this. You dude. do suck, Jason. O two and one. I had the worst showing of the year. One one and one. You haven't gone one and two yet. I might have gone one and two one, one week. time. One time. That's it. One one and one. Completely even week for me. How are you going to do this? Are you going to add the dash one at the yeah, end? Yeah, and it's just going to annoy me. <laughs> I'm just going to sit there and it's just going to confuse everyone. Then just don't count it as a win or a loss. Uh, count it as a win. Another reason. Just Se- don't count it as a win or a loss. Just count it as nothing. Another reason Seattle is a ED. I had them minus two and a half. Russell Wilson. Oh, yeah, you did. Baltimore, five and a half. You bet on Lamar. Until he proves you That wrong. game. No, that game was close, too, for a while. Like, the Bills were definitely in that game the whole time. And it looked like they were. They had the ball, and it looked like they were going to. But. They didn't. It didn't. And they covered. You bet on Lamar until he proves you wrong. Um. All right, well, what's your bets this week? I'll let you go first. Thank you, Jason. What's I... our records, by the way? Our records are you are now sitting at 11, 15, and 1. Oh, this really? I thought it would be worse than that. <laughs> 11, 15, and 1. Okay. Oh, wait. 11, 15, and 1. That was correct. I am sitting at 18, 8, and 1. Okay. A little bit of difference there. Okay, what game do you want, Jason, Fucker. I appreciate you letting me go first. Minnesota minus two and a half. We talked about this before the pod. I don't know why you just instantly let me go first. <laughs> Minnesota minus two and a half against the fucking Chargers. Their Chargers are close in every game, so I wouldn't be – I told you before the podcast, I wouldn't be surprised if the Chargers drive downfield, tie the game, need an extra point to tie it, go for it, lose. They lose by one, and you lose your bet. Very easily, though, Chargers' thing to do is lose by a field goal. Very easy. Chargers love to lose by a small amount. Field goal is a small amount. Yeah, that's the thing. It's two and a half. Um, Yeah, I have that bet, too. Um, But I bet bet against the Chargers, I think, three times this year, and I've lost every time. (laughs) We've only won, like, five games. So, (laughs) Um, 
My first pick, Tyler, is going to be the New England Patriots minus nine and a half against the Cincinnati Bengals. Mm. I know New England's looking a little rocky. Against the Bengals? Yeah, that's who they play. Didn't they just play the Bengals? No, that's who they play next week, so that's what the controversy is about. Because they were filming the Bengals. Yeah, but to film them, wouldn't they have just played them? No, they were at the Bengals-Browns game and were filming. Are you kidding me? Someone from the Patriots <laughs> yeah. staff that the Patriots hires. The Browns allowed them because it, like it was part of Robert Kraft's production team because they were making a documentary, whatever. I did not know about that. About a scout that was at the game to scout the, the Bengals. I mean, Jay, you're going to make that bet? And mm-hmm. it's already locked in. I've already written it down. Oh, yeah, it's locked in. Roger Goodell could bring the hammer down. Tom Brady and Belichick could be suspended for this game. So just be careful. I just the, the Patriots have been rocky. They haven't won big in a long time. They haven't won by 10 points since they played the Browns on October 27th. They usually beat up on bad teams. They've beat up on every bad team they've played this year. And right now the narrative is they're down, so they're going to respond with an easy win over a shit team. I'm not going to let the numbers scare me. I think they're going to beat the Bengals by a good 20 points. Now. Don't let the numbers scare you. Let the controversy scare you. If they go out and win by 35, controversy builds. They know the plays. They're filming them. Controversy builds. I think Belichick's smart enough. He's going to be like, we're just going to play it. We're going to play it close. We're going to win by seven. All they got to do is win by 10. And that's going to happen. <laughs> All right, Jay. My other pick, I wrote them down, but I didn't. I don't know who they play against. You know what I just remembered right this second? What's up? That you have a Saints Super Bowl bet still I fuck yeah about dude that. it's sitting on my fridge i hope that wins man i, really I hope do. it does too <laughs> jason i'm going a division rival game with playoff implications okay i'm taking the packers minus four and a half against the bears ah the bears scare me dude they scare me really to bet on yes i feel like they could just show up and especially with the packers i feel like packers bear games are always ugly so i feel like i just stay away from those ones it's like i just i just do it i think green bay is a much better team than the Bears. I think Mitch Trubisky had a good game last week. I don't think he's a good quarterback. I think he falls back oh, no, to Mitch not. Trubisky ways in a division game where it's real cold. I haven't checked the weather, but I know it's cold in Green Bay. <laughs> Maybe that's my problem is I get scared too much. Like, I'm like, oh, that game scares me, and that's just the games to bet on. And take then you risk, bet on him. You got to take risks. Well, I thought I did with the Patriots. Um, the other game I'm going to bet on is another team who's down in the dumps right now. Seattle Seahawks minus six against the Ooh, Carolina I Panthers. Like that one. That makes me feel good. I did like that one, Jay. Again, they're they got they're battling for the one seed. You know they need to win out. Um, they lost last week. They're going to be pissed off. They're going to come. Yeah, they're on the road. It's all right. Panthers quarterback situation looking very bad now. Just a few weeks ago, we we're saying Josh Allen might be the future. Now I don't know what the future is in Carolina. Not Josh Allen. Maybe Philip Rivers. Kyle went to college. Oh yeah, Kyle went to college in a uh, North Carolina. I don't know, but what I do know is the Seahawks have. A lower point differential than the Chargers, which actually should scare me away from this, are going to win by at least seven. Here's the thing. They're going to put that point differential conversation to bed. Here's the thing. The Panthers are stumbling. They don't know what's going on. They just lost by 20 to the Falcons. Yeah, they did. If they can't lose by more than fucking six to the Seahawks, I'll be amazed. If the Seahawks, if this bet doesn't hit, Seahawks are officially pretenders in my book, even though I've been saying they're kind of pretenders i've been more on the 49ers pretender bandwagon boy have they proved me wrong Mm. they're good yeah witness it firsthand (laughs) (laughs) my last bet jason oh fuck me i I got two left and i know which one i'm taking 
I also have two. I don't like this one because I think this team is an embarrassment to the sport of football. I'm going to take them anyways. I'm going to take Eagles minus four and a half. I don't like it. Let's move on. That's another thing, too. It's the Monday night game. I was going to bet. Oh, I don't know what the final score was, so don't tell me. I was going to bet Green Bay. Or not Green Bay. All I know is it took the Eagles to overtime to beat the Giants, right? Yes. I don't know what the score was. I was going to bet um, New York plus eight and a half. Because remember, we talked about it. I liked New York in that game. Yeah. I was going to bet New York. And I think it moved to plus nine and a half in Vegas by the time I was there. And I was going to bet the under. I don't remember what the under was. Um, I don't know if it was a high-scoring game or not. I didn't even see the score. Oh, of course, because I didn't make the bet. They probably... Under probably would have hit. They only scored 40 points total. Oh, fuck me. Giants lost by six. So that would have hit, too. Yep. Well, obviously, if they went to OT, I know that would have hit because they can't lose by more than six. Fuck. See, I didn't even know they the score. Lose, they can lose by three in OT. But that still would have oh, hit more the than plus six. eight and a half. More than six. What was the over-under for that game? That sucks. It was probably over 40. That sucks. An over-under in the 30s is fucking rare. It was plus nine at the time of opening. Yeah, definitely would have hit. Uh, Philadelphia is an embarrassment to the sport. 45. Um, yep. I don't want to the NFC East is a joke. Yeah, it is. But you know, I'll take them over the Redskins. My third and final pick, the New York Jets. Every time I pick them, they lose. <laughs> plus 16 against the Baltimore Ravens, Tyler. Yeah, big numbers scare me away. Lamar Jackson, limited in practice with a quad injury. Might be a little sore. And uh, Mark Andrews, questionable. Didn't know that until right now when I looked when I looked <laughs> it up. And I think this is a game where the Ravens are like, look, Patriots are now two games behind us. I believe the Patriots did have three losses. No, they only have three losses. Patriots are essentially two games behind us because Tie we breaker. have the tiebreaker over them. And then the next best team is four losses. So we pretty much got a two-game lead with three games left. If there's any game where we kind of take it easy, it's this game. And they win, but they only win by like 10 because they're just taking it easy, running the ball, pounding the clock. Oh, oh this game's tomorrow. I can still bet on it, right? It's Monday games we can't bet on. Yeah, Monday we can't bet on. Thursday, you are in the clear. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that one Jets plus 16. That one scared me. But I like you were playing risky this week. I think you took the two biggest spreads, nine and a half and 16. And then six to another. Six, yeah, six ain't nothing to shy away from. All of mine are smaller than yours. I had two and a half, four and a half, four and a half. That's the ones I always lose. So, you know what? That's my new strategy. I'm taking high lines on everything. You know what my fifth bet would have been? What? Denver plus nine and a half against whoever they're playing. I don't even remember. Denver was playing. The Chiefs. The Chiefs plus nine and a half. Opened at 11 and a half. People are betting on Denver. They agree with me, which is a bad thing for the public. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I have Minnesota two and a half, minus two and a half. Green Bay minus four and a half. Philly minus four and a half. Ooh, three favorites. That's okay. You have New England minus nine and a half, Seattle minus six, New York Jets plus, plus 16. 16. That is a that is a three-team winner. I'm going to go 3-0. I'm feeling it this week. I feel good. You've got to go 3-0 eventually. I've only done it once. <laughs> I'll never go 3-0. <laughs> you might not. I've only done it once. And again, the one thing we have learned from this year, never take three-team parlays. Yeah. Two-teamers. I've been electric this year, and I've only done it once. You've been hot garbage this year, and you've done it zero times. Shut up. <laughs> All right, Ty. Top 10 animated movies oh. of the decade. Are you ready for this? I'm... After your terrible showing in the top 10 funniest movies Listen, of the decade list. That's ridiculous. I think our list is going to be very similar here. One thing we did last time 
that I think we should change this time. If I have a movie, let's say 10, and it's your fifth. Don't say it. Don't say it's your fifth. Okay. That way we just go back and forth, and there's still a little suspense. Like, what's his top five? And you can talk about the movie and praise it. Okay. We just won't say if – so if you – no matter what, just don't say if the li- movie's on your list or not until it comes to your turn. All right. I'm going to try not to, but it might slip. That's fine. But that's our goal. Okay. Jason, since apparently I'm terrible at lists, I very much disagree with. I thought my list was great. You go ahead and No one off. criticized you. I believe Evan Bricker and Jared Ramos did. I don't know who they were criticizing. Jared Ramos was mad that we didn't have tag on the list. I never saw that movie. It looked terrible. I did. It looked stupid. It's not good. <laughs> I was blown away that he was upset about that movie. Not be- <laughs> I was blown away. <laughs> tag. It's not that good of a movie. Number 10, Ty. Animated movies of the decade. Okay. I will say, I thought this, when I texted you this idea, I was like, oh, it's just all going to be Pixar. Not as much Pixar Mm-mm. as you would think. Mm-mm. Number 10. This one might be a surprise. I really like this movie. I really like the, uh, not the main character, but the second main character, I guess. What is that called? Just supporting character? Co-star? Co-star. I'm going to go with a movie called Moana. <laughs> make way, make way. Moana, it's time you knew. Jason, Moana's a fucking great movie. It is a great movie. There's I, all, that's all I can say about it. It's a great movie. Um, I will say, while we're here, don't know about the movie Frozen, whether it's on your list or not. Spoiler alert, not on my list. Not on my list either. Frozen gets way too much fucking credit because of the one good song. I well, think it's just the moneymaker. That's why. But this is what I'm saying. I think Moana has two to three songs that are better than Let It, fucking let it Go. You know why? Lin-Manuel Miranda wrote it. It's... Do you know who Lee Manuel Miranda is? I do. He's the Hamilton guy. Nice. Moana's fucking great. It has great songs. Great the Rock, stories. That's who I love in it. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Remember when we did a, a podcast about characters who like separate whatever? Characters who feel different than the actors? You know what I mean? I don't think we did that, though. I think we did the opposite of that. All I know is when I watched this movie, whenever The Rock talked, all I saw was The Rock. I didn't see the character on screen. That's fine. But uh, his, I love The Rock song in it. Moana's great. So the chicken's good. funny, and it's chicken's just, good. It's a good movie. It's fantastic. I movie. like the the shiny song. There's three songs. There's that and what can I say except you're welcome. Yeah, that's the rock song. Yeah, it's fucking great. It's <laughs> <laughs> my number ten. That's a great movie. It is. Jason, I thought you'd laugh at me, honestly. I'm not gonna laugh because a manly man like me, you know, you wouldn't expect me to like you the know, finer Jay? things in life, like Moana. I'm a manly man. I got a beard. Okay. I was going to say something inappropriate. I know your mother listens, <laughs> so I'm not going to say that. <laughs> I've got a warm, fuzzy heart. Okay. I need to get it checked out by a doctor. There's some fuzz on it. <laughs> okay. It's warm and fuzzy. Number 10, Jason, going completely away from my warm, fuzzy heart. Make an appearance on my second list so far in the decade. Sausage Party. Okay. My number 10 movie. It's very different, probably, from all these other movies. Very inappropriate. Oh, yeah. I figured it's, I think it was my seventh comedy, maybe? Uh, I don't know. I think it was my fourth? No, it wasn't that high. It was. I Damn, think... look at me remembering my list. What was mine? Sixth, maybe? It was six for you. Okay. I mean, if it's on our top ten comedies, we're comedy guys, it had to be on my animated list. Yeah. Um, Funny movie. I love Seth Rogen and his group of guys. Yeah, it's a Seth Rogen movie just animated. It is. And so... Currently making its second appearance on the list for me. Sausage wow. Party. 
That's Maybe it'll make the top ten elite, movies of the decade. Some elite category, right? Probably there. not if it's the definitely tenth animated. Definitely there's not. nine animated movies in front of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my number nine tie. Another movie you might laugh at. Saw this movie in Warm theaters. Warm fuzzy heart. Saw this movie in theaters. Really enjoyed it. It's a movie called Zootopia. Mm. I like the Giselle song. It's good. I forgot how it goes, but I like it. <laughs> I don't remember either. I remember liking the fox. And he is good. Jason Bateman. And uh, stars in Horrible Bosses. The Bunny? I'm just going to say The Bunny. Jason. <laughs> just kidding. Don't say that. <laughs> you can't say that. <laughs> you going to judge people who think that animated bunnies are attractive, Tyler? Um, Yeah. That's not that's not 2019 of you. I accept everyone, including those who think bunnies are attractive. This podcast is 50% anti-furry. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. Zootopia, though, was my number nine. That's a good movie. Thank you. I can't say if it's on my list or not because we made some rules. Might yeah, be one. Might be an honorable rules. mention. You made the rules. That's a good movie. Zootopia also was like a sing. I feel like sing was a little bit of a ripoff of Zootopia just with singing. Oh, I remember that movie. Me too. What's your number nine? <laughs> just to show that movie's not on my list. <laughs> <laughs> it's not on mine either. Number nine, Jason. So back-to-back non-Disney movies here. Okay. Uh, this movie, I have a beautiful, beautiful black cat at my parents' house. Yes. He's named after a character from this movie. I've obviously never seen this movie. I didn't know that. How to Train Your Dragon. Never seen it. Really? Never seen any of it. It's fucking great. Yeah, Toothless, my cat's name, named after the black dragon who has oh. like cat eyes in this movie. Wait, is Toothless missing a tooth? Um, The dragon? No, the cat. No. I thought that's why his name was Toothless. The same. No. Literally this entire time. He's named after the dragon from How to Train Your Dragon. Oh. Now, I'm putting number one on here because there's three How to Train Your Dragon movies. Number three just came out, right? Yeah, like I think so. I don't remember two or three. I I haven't seen three. I don't remember two. One's a fucking banger, though. Yeah, I've never seen it. You need to watch it. It's a good movie. It's my ninth best animated movie. Not on my list. Well, you haven't seen it, so it couldn't make your list, Jay. <laughs> if you did see it, maybe it bumps one of those other movies off your list. Oh, I know you said not to spoil it, but I mean, I guess I just did spoil it by telling you I haven't seen it. My number eight's uh, Sausage Party. Ooh. Yeah. Same no, thing again. Number 10. Everything we already said. Great movie. Good movie. Um, In terms of it being an actual like movie movie, I guess, it's not as high as these other ones. No. It's just sense. funny. And that's why it was 10 on mine. It was like, I, I want to show it some love, but I think yeah. these other movies have better storylines, better emotions, better animation. I mostly just go off how much I personally enjoy them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes. Well, we'll get to it later in the list, Jay. We'll get to You know what, Jay? Is it my turn? Mm-hmm. Number eight. We'll get to it right now. The first Pixar entry onto my list. Okay. Number eight. I said sometimes movies have to deal with emotion, Jay. Yes. Sometimes people have emotions. I'm pretty sure people have emotions all the time, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> Inside Out. My number eight. Oh, movie. Inside Out. I think it's a good movie. It's a good movie. There is scenes that make you cry. Mm-hmm. I bawled like a baby when the, the, the imaginary Bing bong elf. died? Bing bong. The imaginary elf? <laughs> that was Elephant. Oh. I stopped. <laughs> I couldn't think of his name, so when I called he, him Elephant. He lets go of the wagon when they jump Fucking up the... Fucking sacrifices so himself. Happy go? I'm not... Or joy? Not happy. I don't remember where I saw that. If it was in theaters, if it was at home. I saw it at home, and I was crying a little bit. You start crying. Oh, yeah. You big time start crying. And it also teaches you, it's okay to be sad. It's okay to be sad. Sometimes it's good to be sad. You know Show who, your emotions. Mr. Rogers also said that too. Did he? Just saying that, yeah. Mr. Rogers, great guy. 
I'm a Mr. Rogers fan now, Ty. I've never seen any of the shows or movies or documentaries. I've never seen a show, but I've seen the documentaries and the movies that just came out. Inside Out is a great movie. I believe it's one of Riley's favorite. It might be Riley's favorite. It's a good movie. She I mean, loves that movie. This is a very prestigious list. As we as we move on, you'll see. It was tough. <laughs> you're. I know you're not going to like mine. And I'm okay having the contentious list this time. I had the contentious <laughs> Pixar list. You had the contentious comedy list. That's all right. Okay. My number seven, Ty. Well, I think we're on year eight with Sausage Party. Yeah. Now you're on seven. Okay. My number seven, a movie for the ages. Mm. It's a movie you've seen. Okay. A movie I know for fact is not on your list. Are you sure about that? I am. I could not be more sure of something in my life. Okay. It's the Lego Batman movie. Pile of heart garbage. Eighty-nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Seventy-five percent on Metacritic. Seven point three percent out of ten on IMDb. I don't know if those are supposed to impress me. Those aren't great numbers. Those are average numbers for an elite decade list. Robin and Batman made me laugh together. There was a few adult jokes in it. I liked how the Justice League was partying without Batman. He was all sad about it. Besides that, I don't really remember much of the movie, if I'm being honest. I saw it in theaters once. haven't seen it since. <laughs> um, but I remember telling everyone about it after I saw it and really enjoying it. You and preached. that's why it's number seven on my list. You preached about it. I need to rewatch it. And I guarantee I'll like it just as much. I bet you won't. Number seven, Lego Batman movie. And honestly, it probably could have been number ten, but it is definitely higher because... I just wanted to piss you off a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's fine, Jay. You know what I want to do that movie, Jay? What you give me you give me a copy of that disc, which I have in my house, so watch out. That's Riley's. You can deal with her. Jason, <laughs> I want to wreck it. Wreck it Ralph. Wreck it Ralph, number seven on my list. Which wreck it Ralph? First one. Not as big of a fan of the second one. Interesting. First one is heartwarming. Uh it's unique because by the second one we've seen the first one. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know what you just said. What? So it's unique because by the time we get the second one, we've seen the first one. So it's not all those arcade games in one movie that happened in the first one. That's why it was unique and it was good seeing all the arcade characters in a movie together. I'm so confused. And this- by the time we saw the second one, we've seen the first one. So second movie comes out. It's like, oh, this is cool. All these characters in a movie together that already happened. In the oh, first okay. Movie. Okay. That's I was why the first so one is better. fucking confused, Tyler. I apologize for confusing you there. You confused the shit out of me. It's um, fun. There's fun characters. They teach you you can be a bad guy without being a bad guy. Absolutely. Riley's little brother Gavin said I looked like Fix It Felix. <laughs> you kind of That's do. what they always called me. Yeah. <laughs> I have a caricature actually in that box up there of me as Fix It Felix from Disneyland. That's great. Yeah. It's a good movie. Yeah, I love Ralph. Movie. I love the. I don't remember her name now. Penel- Penelope. Penelope. Are you sure? Yeah, because I call her Penelope and Riley uh, says I'm wrong. Okay. I waited in line at Epcot to something. It was like Wreck-It Ralph's you know, link into the internet or whatever, and it looked like this cool thing. I was like, oh, is this like a cool thing where they take you into something that looks like the thing from the world? And no, it was just literally to meet Ralph. No. Oh. And then Ralph came out. Yeah, big hands. And we got out. We got out of the line. Did he wreck anything? I don't know. I just got out of the line super quick because I felt embarrassed because I was like, why is there only children waiting in this? Um, that's his thing he likes direct things <laughs> i don't know if you've seen the movie or it's on your list absolutely i've seen the movie tyler it was a joke jason i've seen both of them have you seen the second one i have it's all i just said i'm not a big fan that's right number six on my list yes. Ty. i believe we're getting up there 
I wish I knew where this ranked on my Pixar list. But I don't because I don't think I have my document for my Pixar list anymore because it was so, you know. Long, long ago. It was just like people. There's a YouTube video. Go check out our YouTube video of it. We have a YouTube video of it? It's literally just our logo and our podcast. Oh, it's just the the audio? Yeah. (laughs) I got so ridiculed about it. Oh, I do have it. Let's see. It was number nine. Mm, That's not very good. Which doesn't make sense because it's below a movie that's not on this list. I'm not going to tell you which one that was also came out in this decade. Well, I guess we're just going to have to move forward. People change. Cars 3, number 6. Hot garbage. It's all right. That hurt my It's not hot garbage. (laughs) Dude, that hurt my feelings. I didn't know what to say. I just froze. (laughs) It's not as bad as 2. Oh, no. 2 is like an awful movie. Yes, it is. Cars 3, though. It was, it was what Cars 2 should have been. I just love Cars. Hand up. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I love Cars. I'm not apologizing over about it. You don't have to apologize, Jay. It's okay. Thank that you. That movie was all right. Uh, very predictable. Yeah. But I saw it in theaters. So, spoiler alert, there's more Pixar movies on my list that are ranked higher than... One's higher than the other. And it's backwards on your Pixar list. Should I change it? No. Well, leave it. This is how you feel. This it, this shows that my lists are literally just how I feel at any given moment, and it could change at I, any given that's moment. That's why I made this list three days ago, came back, made some adjustments to it today. Spoiler alert. That's I, why I need to make adjustments right now. There's a movie in this list that I watched today. Oh, nice. To verify I, its placement. I actually, uh, one of, I'll explain why it's higher once we get there. So that's my number six, Cars 3. Okay, so my number six? Yeah. Non-Disney. Okay. Actually stars a character. That was on your list already, Jason. Oh, let me guess. Oh, it's a Lego movie. It is a Lego movie. Yeah? First Lego movie. I love it. It's unique. Did you ever see the second one? Uh, part of it. Never finished it. It was good? It was boring compared to the first one, though. All right. You just don't seem like a sequel guy. Sequel slash spinoff guy. We'll get to that. <laughs> No, I love Lego Batman. Uh, no, no, I do yes, not. Yes, you do. I'm clipping oh, that. God. I'm clipping that. I love the Lego movie with Batman in it. That is going to be my ringtone every time you text oh, me. I love Lego Batman. <laughs> you said it, not me. Chris I, Pratt is a star in this movie. Hold on. I got to see where we're at. Will Ferrell is a star in this movie. We're at uh, an Morgan, hour 34 minutes. Okay. Morgan Freeman is a star in this movie. One. It's just, it's just a fun Lego movie. Tyler That's number says six. he loves Lego Batman. Yeah, Lego Movie is a very good movie, Ty, I would agree. Will Ferrell, great in this movie. Yeah, fantastic. Wasn't really in the second one. He was in, mm. had like two lines. Okay. But he did kill it. <laughs> My number five, another Pixar movie, two in a row. We're getting the top five here. Two Pixar movies in a row? Big time. Tyler? What's up? What color is the sky? Amy Moore, Amy Moore. <laughs> Blue. I think that's what he says. What? It's Coco. I don't remember the rest of the remember lyrics. Remember me. Coco, great movie. Um, when we did our Pixar list, it obviously was on your list because you didn't ha- have mm. never seen it. And I explained you the plot of Coco. And you, <laughs> I think you got teary-eyed. I got teary-eyed on me, the pod. Just for me explaining the pot, plot to you. I got teary-eyed on the pod, Jay. <laughs> Coco's a fantastic fucking movie. It's a great movie. I, it probably should be a little higher, but it's number five. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful movie. Animation insane when they go into you know the oh, the skeletons and the the day of the dead shit just that one scene when he first gets there and it's like all the buildings and everything and it's all like all the detail and everything looks fucking awesome 
the twist at the end. Great storyline. Where even though I kind of picked up the twist, but it took I me mean, a while. I knew the twist because you fucking told you me. You asked me to tell you I about know. it. <laughs> I can't be mad. And then the guy's a jerk, and then and the guy's like his grandpapa, and then when, hey, he's, when he's singing to Grandma Coco, which is my grandma's name too, at the end, singing her the song, and she's like all happy, and it was sad, man. Dante? Yes. Riley cried. Dante's a dog, right? Yes. Riley cried so much in that movie, and I cried a little bit too. I am not ashamed to I say cried it. in the description of the movie, Jay. <laughs> Did you cry when you watched it or no? Because you knew what was going to happen. Yeah, no, I still cried. <laughs> it's a great movie. <laughs> what movie was well, your number five? And also as someone who's dating a half Hispanic woman, and I just appreciate the culture. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. You appreciate just the culture. Let, just want to let people know I appreciate the culture. I love that, Jay. <laughs> What's your number five? Number five on my list, Jason. I'm going to be honest. There's a lot of tears on this list. Okay. I've said I've cried on a bunch of these other movies. This movie, I bawled like a baby. I'm under the impression that this movie came out two years ago. Oh. <laughs> Apparently, it came out much earlier. Yeah. Toy Story 3. Yeah, we had this discussion on the pod before. Every time we talk about it, I say, oh, it came out when we were graduating. And you're like, yeah, we were like six. It's not <laughs> that dramatic, 12, but still. Yeah. <laughs> Toy Story 3. Fifth on my list. It is... Definitely more sad than number four. Way more sad than and four. And everyone, oh, number four and That's so what sad. they marketed four on. Yeah. And three is just, it's a great story. Yeah. It's heartbreaking at the end. Yeah. You think they're going to die and then they go to Bonnie and it's all sad. And yeah. This is, it's a great, great movie. The one guy's a good villain. Lotso's a good Lotso. villain. Um, kind of the Walking Dead thing going on there. I don't know if you've seen that comparison. No. The plot is kind of like a plot of like the second season of Walking Dead or something like that. Wasn't this before The Walking Dead, though? No. Oh, real? Yes. Walking Dead has not been around since 2009. There is no way. We were in high school when people were watching The Walking Dead. Walking Dead, uh, 2010. So, yeah, Walking Dead copied them because you figure Toy Story 3 was in production in 2009. Yeah, I guess you're right. Um, Yeah, Toy Story 3 is a great movie. Um, I don't want to talk about 4 too much. Okay, I'm just going to spoil it. It's not on my list. I don't know if it's on yours. You don't have to no. confirm nor deny. I just okay. said Toy Story 3 is a better movie. Oh, duh. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Toy Story 3 is the better movie. I would say Toy Story 4 was funnier. Toy Story 4 made me laugh the most out of all of them, but that doesn't necessarily make it a better movie. I agree. Duke Kaboom, when he hits the sign on the time when he's jumping <laughs> off the thing. Most I've laughed probably in a Pixar movie ever. <laughs> I I mean, I, I gra- there's like points in movies, like we were talking about Good Boys, where I was hysterically laughing at the end over amount of time. I think the loudest audible laugh I've had in the theaters <laughs> when that happened. It's like yelled out. <laughs> it's good shit. Toy Story 3, though, I balled out. <laughs> me too, Ty. Me too. Uh, my number four is uh, the Lego movie. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful movie. It's a great movie. Chris Pratt's great in it. Lego it's Batman funny. elevates it to a whole nother level. Yes, he does. Um, Will Ferrell's in it. Great, as always. And it's just a great movie. Now, number four. What's your number four? Number four on my list. I, I want to hope you saw this movie. I want to hope it's on your list. It might not be. This movie I watched uh, today. Probably not. This movie I watched today. Based on what I have left. Um, it's on Disney Plus, so everyone go watch it. I had it lower in my list. Is it a new movie? No. I had it lower in my list. I watched it today on Disney Plus. I nearly cried four separate times. This is while I was at work and sidetracked and not fully paying attention is to this Is it a Pixar film. movie? No, but it's Disney. I don't believe it's Pixar. It is Big Hero 6. 
Oh. No. Never seen it. <laughs> you need to watch it. Well, I have seen it, but I've seen part of it. I'll explain later. Okay, you need to watch all of it, start to finish. It's on Disney Plus, like I said. It is a great story. It has superheroes, which I love. I remember the end when like Baymax is like drifting away and the guy's like sad that he's about to die or something. Baymax sacrifices himself. Yeah. And it's beautiful. The boy's older brother, who just looks out for him, dies. The boy has a heel turn, kind of becomes a bad guy. Ooh, heel turn, pro wrestling terminology. I like that, Ty. (laughs) Then he goes back to the good side when his dead brother sees a video of his dead brother. And you just just get all sorts of tears. So this was not your first time watching this movie? No, I've seen it a bunch of times. And you still cried almost four times? Yes. Yeah, it's a movie I need to see. You need to see it. It is fantastic. It is, Baymax is so fucking adorable and lovable. He's all fluffy. That movie, out of all like the Disney movies from this year, I feel like is gets like the least like it doesn't widespread get, attention. No, it definitely does not get the credit it deserves. It's fourth on my list. Wow! And I, I it's a fantastic movie. You I never had hear it, anyone talk about. That's what I'm saying. Six. I had it like sixth or seventh on my list, and I watched it today, and I was like, "This is an elite fucking movie." A little bit of recency bias, maybe. No, because I literally only watched it to see like, okay, should it be here or should it be higher up? Because these other movies above it, I've seen recently. Okay. Um, doesn't mean they came out recently, but I've seen recently. <laughs> okay. And so I knew kind of where it needed to go, and I watched it, and it just verified that it was a very elite movie. And you need to watch yeah, it. I will. Number three on my list, Ty. Top three, Jason, of the decade. I know you're going to hate this, and I it's going to just expose my backwards fucking list logic, but it's okay. What is it? It's Wreck-It Ralph Breaks the Internet. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> and uh, spoiler alert, Wreck-It Ralph is not on this list. That's terrible that you put the sequel on there. Here's... <laughs> You're going to sit here with a straight face and tell me the sequel is better than the original? Yes. Jason, but, when the sequel yes. came out, we already knew what happened because it happened in the first one. <laughs> Look. Okay. Wreck-It Ralph. Here's my stupid logic, okay? If I would have included Wreck-It Ralph Part 1, it probably would have been number four. I think they're both very good movies, and I think the difference is marginal. I just didn't want to have two Wreck-It Ralph movies on the same list, which makes no sense because I had two Deadpool movies on the last list. I didn't want to repeat that. I felt a little dirty doing that last week. I'm just saying, everyone gave your list love on Twitter. Everyone. I don't think anyone did. We had like three or four people. One person was like giving you credit for Thor. Use three comic books. Oh, that's right. You get three comic book movies. So? That sells. Kind of pandering. Oh my god. I'm not I don't pander to anyone. Kinda pandering. I don't pander to anyone. You're shitting on my list and I said I'm staying true to comedies. Kinda pandering. Tyler, I just said Wreck It Ralph breaks the internet. Yeah, you did it's, a big time turn on this list because that's that I is. said Cars was the fucking best Pixar movie. You think that's pandering? I think you're I had Incredibles as the fourth worst Pixar movie. You this think that's pandering? This list is gonna get shit on more than my list did, for sure. Okay, but but they need to listen to podcasts here, my logic. I don't want to have both of them on the same list. And I personally liked Wreck-It Ralph Breaks the Internet a little bit more. You know why? I had a little bit of sentiment to it. Because I watched the first one and it was like, I don't know if me and Riley were dating yet when I watched it for the first time or what. But then, you know, after that, you know, that's when Gavin said I looked like Fix-It Felix and I love Gavin. He's like my little brother. So then when I saw this one, it was just well, a little more sentimental to me. All right. Okay. And I liked the internet. I liked the scene. I liked when she was she sang her song. I thought that was hilarious. I liked the Disney princess scene. I liked all the... The inclusions of like the stormtroopers and everything, and just like the, all, all the internet jokes, and I liked it more. I'm sorry. 
You know, I'm not sorry. I'm not apologizing. For you love I the like. Disney slop, is what it was. They gave you all the slop. They gave you the Avengers. They gave you Star Wars. That's fine. They gave you the princess, and you ate it up. And that just it shows that you're biased, and you're admitting it. So I'm okay with That's it. That's not biased. What? How is that biased? That you just want the Disney slop. I, Wreck-It Ralph number one would have been number four on my list, okay? But I didn't want to have both of them right next to each other, so I just said I'm just gonna go with one of them, and I prefer Wreck-It Ralph breaks the internet. And that was your number three. Yep. Okay. That's fine. Number three on my list, Jason. We talked about it. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about it. Dwayne Coco? The Rock Johnson. Oh. oh, my. Moana. I thought you were going to judge me for including Moana on my list. It's your I number three. Fucking love Moana. It is the infinitely better version of Frozen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love the Islander part of it and all that kind of shit. The songs on it are fucking bangers. They are good songs. And the story when the grandma dies... Riley cried very much in that. That hit you. I didn't cry because I was more concerned with that, how much she was crying. It hits you hard. <laughs> I love Moana. It is easily a top three movie for me. I'll be honest. It was top three. Figure out the rest of the list. Wow. It was my number 10. At least it cracked the top 10. I'm glad it was on your list, but I, I fucking love Moana. All right. That's fine. Like I said, I got a soft, fuzzy heart. My number two is um, Toy Story 3. Hmm. Which uh, ranked lower than Coco on my Pixar list. <laughs> I believe it. Ranked one spot lower than Coco, and now it's like three spots higher. Um, I think the reason why I hold Toy Story 3 better in my heart now is because I saw Toy Story 4, and it made me realize how good Toy Story 3 was. It's a great movie. Because Toy Story 4 was good, but it didn't yep. look like shit compared to Toy Story 3. Well, no, it looked much better than Toy Story 3. The visuals on Toy well, Story no, 4 yeah. were fucking amazing. I mean, but you know what I mean. I know what you mean. Toy Story 3, I was like, damn, that's a good movie. Top and five. I think that elevated to me. Top five Number movie. two, I'm a Toy Story kid through and through. Toy Story when I was younger, Cars when I was like nine or however old I was when You're Cars came You're only slightly out. less younger. <laughs> when I was like a baby baby, Toy Story, all right? I was like four years old watching Toy Story 2 on repeat. Toy Story 3, number two movie of the decade, animated. I agree. Oh. That is top five. <laughs> Which number two, Ty? Number two, Jason. We've also talked about it. Coco? Coco. Okay, Jason. I'm fine with it. If a plot of a movie can get me to get teary-eyed on a podcast where I'm supposed to be manly talking about sports, <laughs> you, know, goddamn, you know, goddamn well watching that movie got me teary-eyed. It is a great plot. Yes. Great visuals. Oh, yeah. Great emotions. Great cultural heritage. As a person of color, I agree. <laughs> I love Coco. It was a great movie, and I didn't see it, and it wasn't even on my Pixar list. Yeah, you slept on it. I was big time asleep. <laughs> and now it's second on my animated movies of the decade list. So revising your Pixar list, I don't know if you have it. Do you think it would beat out Wally or number one? <sighs> Probably not because Wally came out on my birthday. <laughs> I love Wally. Wally was my number three Pixar movie. All right, Ty. So I know our number one's the same. I'm literally, I would bet my entire bank account on it because you haven't said this movie yet. And I, I would bet my entire bank account on it. Uh, it's Into the Spider-Verse. Possibly the best Spider-Man movie ever made. It was the best animated picture, right? Last year? Yeah. It won the Oscar? It won the Oscar, but I'm just saying. And it won the Within the Lines Oscar of best animated movie of the decade, as we were in agreement. Yes. Great movie, though. Fantastic movie. Again, one of the best Spider-Man movies ever made. And that's saying something because Spider-Man so movies are good. They're great. <laughs> And it just so happens that it's animated. Mm -hmm. The animation on it is the most unique thing ever. I thought it hurt my eyes. It didn't. 
It, it's it's so fucking awesome to watch. Yeah. The story of it is incredible. Mm-hmm. Again, like I said, I'm an emotion guy. Mm-hmm. The emotion when his uncle dies. Oh, yeah, I remember. I I remember. I was like, oh shit, that's probably his uncle. Like before they showed it, and I was like, oh fuck, this is uncle. Yeah. Un- was- uncle Ben was that his uncle Ben? Uncle Ben is normal Spider Man. That was his uncle Aaron. Oh. Obviously, I forgot. Again, it won Best Animated Picture last year. It is, it, it's an elite level fucking movie. So, are we pandering because we included a comic book movie? Sure, like you said last time. I mean, if that comic book movie won an Oscar, then sure. <laughs> no, yeah, it was a really good movie. Um, you forgot the most important part though. What? Spider Ham. He's very funny. Spider Ham. I have two Funko Pops, Tyler. Very funny. Korg. Very funny. And Spider Ham. Very funny. All I want is a, Cor- a Korg Spider Ham mashup of some sorts. The scene where no one, most people didn't even catch it. They're in Aunt Aunt May's house, you know, and they're that's like, like all the bad guys show up and they're fighting, and then it, it cuts. It's like a comic book style like cutaway of her face, like she's all concerned because everything's breaking, and then it shows like it, you know, it has like the comic book uh, dividers where it shows like one person breaking something because they're fighting, and another person breaking something <laughs> they're fighting, and they show Spider Ham, and he just picks a fucking piece of china up and fucking smashes it over his head, <laughs> not even fighting anyone. It's I remember funny. it happened so fast that no one in the movies laughed, but I fucking cackled so loud and was just <laughs> just laughing the whole rest of the fight scene. I don't even remember what happened because I was laughing so hard. It's one of those ones you catch on the second or third watch and you just start fucking dying. Yeah, and I, I was, oh my God, ever since then I was in love with Spider-Ham. So. Great movie, though. It was the number one on both of our lists. I'm glad we agreed on that. I was fairly certain we would agree on it. I was talking to Victoria about this list when I was making it, and she was like, Oh, what about Spider-Man? And I was like, and before she even finished, I was like, one. I was like, it's not even competition. It's one. <laughs> yeah, not a not a Disney movie. That's that's shocking. Best movie, animated movie of the decade, not Disney. Sony made it, right? Yeah. Sony made it. So I had two what Sony. Else? Does Sony have Sony makes other animated movies, right? Sausage Party was released by Sony. Oh shit! So two Sonys, a DreamWorks on How to Train Your Dragon, a Warner Bros on Lego Movie, and then Disney. So, well, how many Disney, how many Pixar? Because Moana's Disney. Uh, Coco's Pixar, Toy Story 3's Pixar, Inside Out's Pixar. So I had three and three. I didn't have Inside Out on my list. Honorable mention? Just missed it. Oh, yeah. Just missed it. Okay. Um, I had Lego Batman over Inside Out. How does it make you feel? It's disgusting. <laughs> 11. If we had, if our list was 11. Again, I'm a softie. Tangled. Tangled's good. I like Tangled. There's an honorable mention. Here's here's an honorable mention I know you don't have. Here, I'm going to read my list. So we have, okay, we already talked about all those. These are ones that didn't make the cut. Kung Fu Panda 3. So here's my thing. I, If it was Kung Fu Panda 1, it would have made the list. It didn't come out this decade. Mm-hmm. I didn't remember which one was 2 and 3. And I if I didn't remember which one it was, I just left it out. Which one is 3? Is that where there's like like the ox? Like the other ninjas i gonna be honest i don't remember the plot that much <laughs> i just remember number two hating it and number three really liking it no kung fu pandas three is the one where he uh he finds his family that's right he finds like his family the ox is number two i believe and number three he like finds his family in the hills or whatever like he finds all the other pandas i don't remember i left it off because 87 percent on rotten tomatoes i know i know one of those were good he got 81 on kung fu panda 2 and then kung fu panda 1 got a 87. So I got the same as the original. I just remember it, I was laughing so much. After that, I just kept saying skadoosh. Um, 
It was just it was a good movie. It was a good movie. Um, how about oh, shit? I gotta go back to my list. Sing was on my honorable mentions. I liked that movie. You shit on it. I said it was Sing was a wannabe Zootopia, but I still liked the movie. Didn't come close to the top ten, but I still liked it. Here's one for you. What Megamind? Oh my god! I didn't even think about that. Honorable mention. I'm gonna be honest. That might have cracked my list. That might have booted Moana off. Oh. Just because Moana's number 10. I don't agree with that, but I thought Megamind was a great movie, and it almost made my list. Maybe it would have booted Zootopia, because maybe Moana should be 9 and Zootopia should be 10 upon further reflection. Oh, well. <laughs> so I need to make these list days in advance and then come back to them. I told you that. Yeah. I made it this morning. I know. I believe it. Um, I didn't even think about Megamind. It's a good movie. It's a- I think it came out in 2010. It's a great movie. You know what movies get slept on? It's up. Hotel Transylvania. Yeah, I saw it. I didn't add it. Those movies are fucking funny. I haven't seen the first one, but I've seen the second and third one. I've only and seen the first one. Fucking funny. I liked Blob, the green guy. He's just a blob. He was funny. Good comedic relief. I just like those good comedic relief guys who don't have many lines and just give me comedic relief. <laughs> okay. And then uh, Frozen was another honorable mention for me. It was not on mine. I uh, had Incredibles 2 and Finding Dory. They were good. Uh, Finding Dory is... The worst version of Finding Nemo and Incredibles 2 is the worst version of Incredibles. Some would say. So it goes back to me shitting on sequels. But again, Toy Story 3, top five movie. I have Incredibles and uh, Finding Dory ahead of their predecessors. Ugh. On my Pixar list. Ugh. I also had Zootopia. Zootopia was on my list. Yeah, that was number nine for me. Sasha's Party took it off. I will say Sausage Party, when I first put the list together, I did make one revision, and I was moving Sausage Party down. So I had it originally like at number four, and I was like, wait, that's way too high. <laughs> yeah, Sausage Party was a, a late addition. That's okay. I'm glad we had the same number one, though, Ty. And you might say my list was contentious, but I don't think it was that contentious. Oh, it's going to get trashed on. Why? For what? Cars. Three. Yeah. Great movie. Lego Batman movie. You're the only one that hates that movie. No, 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 no. Yes. 70%? That's not elite. Look up Coco. Look up Spider-Man. Coco's a good movie. I'm not going to argue about Coco. I wonder what Big Hero 6 is, Jay. Let's see what Big Hero 6 is. You know what Moana is. got? 96 on Rotten Tomatoes. Great movie. Lego Batman didn't get 70. It got like 87. You were the one who said 70. I said 7.4 on IMDb. It got 89 on Rotten Tomatoes, you mother trucker. Big Hero, Big Hero 6? 75 on, on Rotten Medi- Tomatoes. Metacritic. 75 on Metacritic, 7.3 on IMDb. 7.8 on IMDb for Big Hero 6, Jake. Great movies. How about this? 92% of the users on Google liked Lego Batman. Only 91 liked Moana. Who the fuck doesn't like Moana? 9% of the people on Google. You know what? I gave it a thumbs up. I wasn't going to give it a thumbs down, but I like it. I can't I can't say I don't. It's on your list. All right, Ty. That was a good list. That was a, a good pod. List. Oh, before we go, has the hot stove heated up anymore? I don't know, happened? Jay, but I have three movies I want to talk about. Oh, that's right. I forgot you had that. Go ahead. The floor is yours. Thank you, Jay. I saw three movies this week, two of which were on Netflix, mm-hmm. one of which I want to see in theaters. I'm going to briefly touch on the one in theaters so people can go spend money. And I enjoy, do want to go see that. Enjoy so. this movie. I told you about it. You said, what the fuck is that? I announced it a month before I was supposed to announce it on upcoming movies. You announced it for like August, right? I don't remember. It was fucking forever ago. I fucked up. <laughs> Knives out. Yeah, Chris Evans. Chris Evans, Daniel Craig, a couple other famous people. Murder mystery, modern day, there's vaping in it. 
Wow. Yeah. Is it like Clue? Uh, I mean, <laughs> kind of. I actually, like, I've seen the commercials for it, but I've never seen the trailer. And I don't pay attention during commercials. <laughs> you go see it. I also there is to it. Actually, I like not knowing anything about the movies when I go and watch them. That's my that's my kind of thing. This one, I don't think the trailers gave away a goddamn thing, though. But I literally, like, don't... I like not literally not knowing a single thing. Like, Frozen... The first time I saw Frozen theaters, I thought it was about ice pickers. Because the opening started with ice pickers. I was like, is this what this movie's about? <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> um, great murder mystery movie. It's even a plot twist from a murder mystery. That's how good of a murder mystery movie it is. No one gets murdered. Chris Evans is fantastic in this. Um, the main actor, I don't know her name. That's probably bad. Um, 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 Drebus Elba. Adri- well, actress. I, mean, I should have said actress. No, you did. I'm just being stupid. Did I even get his name right? Adrebus Elba? <laughs> Idris. <laughs> Idris Elba. Adrebus. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I don't know. Great movie. Go see it. It's funny. It makes your mind work. It's like, oh, shit, and then, oh, shit, and then, oh, shit. Well, now you just ruined it for me. I'm going to be expecting the, oh, shit. Oh, Ana de Armas? Yeah, sure. She did Marta? Great. She played Marta? Yeah. She did real yes. good. Catherine Langford. That's a girl from... Uh... 13 Reasons Why? Yeah. All right. What other two movies did you see? Other movie I watched, Jason, that I got some beef with. Oh. Okay. The Irishman. Highly touted Oscar buzz. Martin Scorsese. Directed Martin film with uh, Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro, Al Pacino. Al Pacino. There's another famous dude. They're old. An an O does it end with O? Like De Niro and Pacino. I think it kind. Of, I think it does. Look it up while I'm talking about <laughs> okay. it. Okay. This movie is three and a half hours long. It took me three days to watch it <laughs> because I got home after work and I was like, oh, I'll throw it on. Ray Romano. <laughs> <laughs> Ray Romano is in it. He's great. I'll give Ray Romano uh, credit. Joe Pesky. Yeah, no, Joe Pesky. There's the also um, Sebastian Maniscalco. He's in it, but the big three are Pesci, uh, De Niro, and Al Pacino. Patrick Gallo. Now, I know Al Pacino is a very famous actor, and everyone says how great of an actor he is. He's in Scarface. Uh, or The Godfather, or one of those, yes. I don't know. It's the first movie I've ever seen with him. <laughs> Turns out, people are right. He's probably a pretty good actor. <laughs> oh, he's uh, in The Godfather and Scarface. Oh, shit. That's how you know he's good. <laughs> My problem with this movie is the Oscar buzz going for it. Okay. Because the thing with this movie is it is very much, it's the story of Robert De Niro's life. His actual life? No, but oh. like the Robert De Niro's Irishman's character's life. He starts out young. They de-age him all the way up to where he looks 102. Wow. This is his entire life. Wow. Um, That's a long life. It drags. I, I bet don't it care does. what anyone says. It drags. And the whole point of it is to build up these relationships between these characters and then have a big moment happen. And the ending is very sad and very slightly depressing. He dies. He's like 102. So, I mean, he doesn't technically die. No, but he's very old. The ending is depressing. Should should I watch it? No, I, I wouldn't. Honestly. It's very artsy and... Oh, I hate those movies. I have to watch those movies for my college class. And my I don't thing, watch them. My thing is, The Irishman is about mobsters. Like, gangster-type characters. Yes. They're getting Oscar buzz. The only person I think who should maybe get it, Al Pacino. Mm-hmm. He does very good. He's not a mobster, really. He's like a union leader, and he, like, hypes people up. And It's not that fucking hard to play a mobster, I feel like. You just talk with an accent, and you're just very serious, and you don't show emotion. How the fuck is that great acting? <laughs> I don't get it. Like, it's fine movie, and there's good <laughs> moments, but, like, 
there's one moment to where like someone should be breaking down like you're a human being why the fuck did you just do that yeah he's like oh i'm a tough guy <laughs> like oh it is what it is you know why it's getting buzzed because it's a martin scorsese that's film. all it is it's the names attached to it and it is a good a fi- uh, good film don't get me wrong like it is good and the ending is very hits you in the heart mm-hmm. it's not a great film the acting is not great it's just Martin Scorsese. And maybe I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Sorry. But that's you, how you I You have feel. an eye for good movies. That's how I feel. Martin Scorsese also has a good eye, an eye for good movies, too. Um, I should have Riley's cousin listen to this because he's like a Scorsese fanboy. I, I mean, I like Wolf of Wall Street. I haven't really seen any of his other shit. Taxi Driver, Goodfellas, so, Raging Bull. Never seen those. Maybe as someone who... This is the first Scorsese movie I've really watched. Casino. It's a Cors- like Scorsese movie. The Departed. It's just way too long. De Niro is okay in it. There's like a scene where... Um, Shutter Island. Yeah, I've never seen those. Mm. There's a scene where De Niro is young and he beats this guy up, but he's de-aged, but yeah. he's actually an old man. It's the most awkward thing you've ever seen in your entire life. <laughs> it's someone who's 70 trying to act like they're 20 and he looks all stiff and he's supposed to be moving around. It's embarrassing. Why didn't they just hire someone that was... It's embarrassing. It's like a wide shot of him fighting this guy. And it looks like a high school class where they're like, all right, and now we're going to do fighting scenes and don't actually hit them. It's, it looks like garbage WWE. <laughs> it's bad. Well, I'm definitely not watching it then. I probably, I was 99% not going to. Now I'm 100% I, I not going to. I definitely Isn't Scorsese the same mother trucker who like criticizes the Marvel movies? Mm-hmm. And didn't he criticize Netflix at one point too? And now he's probably, yeah. But I know this movie's funded by Netflix, but. It did have a theatrical release, so it could win awards and shit. But, but was he the one that said, like, Netflix was ruining the movie theaters or something? I don't know. It seems like something he would say. Yeah. But I will jump to the last movie I saw, Jason. Marriage Story with Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver, Kylo Ren. Never heard of it. Uh, it just I believe it just released on Netflix. It's called Marriage Story, but it's about two people getting a divorce. Interesting. They have a child. Interesting. And this is the type of movie that should win awards Oh, for acting and shit. Okay. Adam Driver is... It, it is fucking sad. It's this movie where he's a good guy. Well, they're both viewed as, like, they're good people to start with, and they're trying to get along, and then they're going through this, like, grueling divorce and trying to do what's best for their kids, but still not trying to get fucked over, and... It's very human to where they both make mistakes that make them look like they're the bad guy, when in reality they're just good people. Okay. And it just kind of makes you like, oh, she's a fucking bitch. Oh, he's an asshole. And it's like, hey, they're probably not that bad of people. They just fuck up and made mistakes. The right. emotion, though, that's like throughout their acting and everything. Adam Driver fucking, there's some sad shit. There's some scene where he like breaks down and cries. It's been all over Twitter. I don't know why I haven't seen it. I guess I don't go on Twitter that much. I guess not. But. He did great. Scarlett Johansson also did good, but you spend more time with Adam Driver than Scarlett Johansson in this movie. And it's just, it's just sad. It's got a good ending. It's very artsy. It's not going to, you know, you're not going to be sitting there fucking on the edge of your seat. It was a good movie. Maybe I'll have to watch it with Riley. It's a good movie. For sure. For sure. For sure. Definitely recommend that over the three and a half hour fucking boring marathon of The Irishman. All right. I'll be sure to look into it. Okay. You got anything else, Ty? I don't, Jay. This is a long fucking episode. Two hours. Have you ever had a two-hour episode before? I think we had one. Probably. It doesn't. I don't listen to the whole thing. Usually we're pretty it. consistent. We just kind of rant. I mean, 
shit gets wild when Rendon signs with the Angels in between our intro and the actual episode. Yeah, nothing else has happened yet, though. So, um, yeah, nothing yet. Well, that's okay. It was a good pod. It was a great pod. You got anything else, Jay? Nope. Follow us on Twitter, at WithinLinesPod. Of course. Check out our YouTube, because Jason might be posting our uh, our decades list. Yeah. Movie? Or not I movie, video? Be. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, there will not be a video of this. We didn't set it up. I forgot. I completely forgot, too, until right now. <laughs> That's okay, though. Um, yeah, you got anything else? No? No. <laughs> be a good friend, everybody. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.